to the Attitude Era podcast, episode number 26, and it's Judgment Day 2000, coming to us live from Louisville, Kentucky. Hi, once again, I'm Kevin Mann, joined as I am always in this review of the Attitude Era by my cohorts, comrades, and colleagues. First of all, Adam, the end is near Bibolo. Hello. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I, I thought this was the pay-per-view that had the whole the end That one. You came to me. That's uh, Armageddon, I think, isn't it? Yeah, this one is. Yeah, it's not quite as apocalyptic. Looking forward to talking about this one. Yeah. Fond memories of this. And to my right, unquestionably, the baddest man on the planet. Billy, Keeble. Hello. How's it going? I'm right. I like having a riff as a middle name. Well, we thought we were going to, one of the two songs that we thought it was going to be. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll take that. It'll work. <laughs> <laughs> Good intro. <laughs> yes, it's Judgment Day 2000. We've been having a, a slew of fantastic pay-per-views. WrestleMania 2000 seemed a misstep, then Backlash came back in full force, and I think for one of the first times ever. We've got another barn burner of a card to get through today, but I do believe business at hand first. A yes. magazine cover to look at. magazine cover this month uh, continues our hot streak of once again boring as fuck magazine covers. Uh, the caption is Rock in a Hard Place, and it's a big old shot of the Rock's face looking very serious. And that's, that's rubbish, literally it? it. Oh, the interesting thing about this is that's the first issue of WWF magazine I ever bought. And I'll proceed to collect it for like the next year or two, I believe. And did that come with a pull-out colour photo in the middle of the rock pouting like he is on the cover there? It came with a pull-out colour photo of Lita, I believe. Nice. That's the case with most magazines. I was wonder, <laughs> I wonder what drew your eye to the WF magazine the first time. Was it the pull-out poster of Lita or was no, it, it was the, the rock pouting? I want to know what kind of hard place the rock's in. <laughs> <laughs> a gentle pun such as that wasted on the barbaric WWF fans. I'm not saying that's why the magazine's gone out of business, but you know, captions like that, they ain't got to say. Money, aren't they? Like, yeah, Colin Spots comes out a rock and a hard place and rip it up like <laughs> oh, Alrighty, it's time to get biblical up in this. We have for the first time ever on the podcast and the first time in several years in WWF television, it's a one hour time limit Iron Man match. It's The Rock, the champion taking out Triple H. It's Judgment Day 2000. <laughs> For one hour, I will punish you, destroy you, humiliate you. Life sucks if you die. For one hour, you will feel my wrath. For one hour, for one for one hour, you will know who is the game. You will know who the great one is. Whoa. Ah, oh, a little bit different. Yeah, that's a big one. Right left field there. Yeah, babies, deaths, planes, lightning, blinking, wrestling, lights, and many die. It's <laughs> lots of facts to start off with, like what happens in the space of an hour. They Everyone... really went with the hour gimmick for this. So. Yeah, you know that over 1.23 million passengers contemplate disaster. I know that many people get on a plane, but oh. apparently every one of them contemplates a disaster. Before. Just strange statistic, because how do you even measure that? How exactly. Do you ask, how do you ask people? That? It's like, like Are you contemplating just... disaster yeah. this afternoon, sir? Well, I'm doing I'm, a survey. If I'm getting a meal on a plane, I'm contemplating disaster, mate. Hi, you know, Oh, hey. it's rotten. What's, Check, please. What's the deal with that? Like, but uh, yeah, they, they did emphasize the whole 60 minutes thing because it's like 
it's, there have been matches in the WWF that went, you know, this length of time before, but nowhere near, you know, in, in the last, like, several years, or even since this, you know, Iron Man matches are definitely a rarity in this. Oh, yeah. And uh, I suppose not only the grueling nature of it, but they decided to really go with the time thing with the planes and babies and yeah. dying lightning. Basically, you can sort this entire package with the message of... Oh, an hour's a long time, isn't it? It really what can is. happen in an hour. And of course, to really give it the WWF stamp of approval, it went, you think of sex 21 times. Do you? Apparently. I do. <laughs> <laughs> that means that between the three of us, in the course of a two-hour podcast, we will think of sex 62 to 186 times. Yeah, sounds so, about uh, right. You know what we're like. Bunch think of, of that. Bunch of lads. Bunch, bunch of lads thinking about sex 186 times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Iron Man, one hour, oh man. And of course, to tie this package up with a nice little bow, we have Vince McMahon with one of my favorite promos of all time happening a week or two before this. Life sucks, and then you die. I adore that promo. Classic. Just general, like, kind of, it goes to prove the McMahon-Helmsley regime with their iron grip on everything that is sports entertainment had the freedom to go out and cut deep philosophical promos. <laughs> yeah. Vince McMahon was not just attacking your favorite wrestlers anymore. Oh no, no. He was attacking your fundamental grip on reality and morality. <laughs> Holy sh- Life sucks and then you die. Oh no. Remember the few times I've said, there's times I realized I shouldn't have been watching it and it was not appropriate. <laughs> I'm fucking 12, I'm hitting puberty. I'm told that life sucks and then I die. <laughs> Shit, man. And then, listen, you've seen that promo when Vince is doing it, and he's all like crazy eyes, magic McMahon, lightning coming out of his hands, and behind him, Xbox is like, Yeah, you goddamn right, life sucks. <laughs> nodding in approval. Good lord almighty. Yeah, music, as I probably no doubt let loose at the start of this episode. Bit of a fan of. Catchy riff. Yeah, very catchy. Very nice. yeah. Shades of Unforgiven 98. Yeah, well, we'll never get that catchy ever again on the podcast, I don't think. Sadly not. Oh, God, we start things off. Uh, crowded house here tonight in Louisville, Kentucky, the home of OVW and Jim Cornette. Not many pay-per-views emanating from uh, from down south in the WWF. In Louisville, there. yeah. But uh, Louisville, yeah. And I was like, Louisville? Usually the more syllables are like this further away it is from the places you know, you're kind of like, Ugh, these aren't going to be great crowds. But Hot crowd. Amazing me. crowd tonight. Off the bat, there are, there's a lot of Kentucky gentlemen in the audience and they're rowdy as hell and it's yeah. fucking awesome. Start things off with uh, Backstage. How about this? Shane McMahon, my only son, against the big seven-foot monster giant. You saw me choke slam on the That's nothing when we got there. <laughs> and by the way, no holes barred. Falls count anywhere. Oh, okay. You left the cat No, 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 no. And then one hour. Huh? Who can go one hour and come out and be the World Wrestling Federation champion? Right? No way. It's got to be Triple H. Large plate of hummus. More Another fruit. Big salad. Well, what is it? Yeah. Is it with the regime and, and, and fruit and veg? They love having a big buffet of salad. But you never see any, anyone eating it apart from X Pack. I think he's just eating a handful of grapes really quick. Well, you're stoned, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit of crackers. <laughs> Seriously, I think it's become synonymous with this era in wrestling. The year 2000 is synonymous with two things. One, amazing work rate and in-ring products. Two, 
Lots of hummus and vegetables. <laughs> well, I like to think that the Archidera fans are all like, you know, about barbecue wings and stuff like that. So to, if these guys are going to be heels, they're going to be eating like hummus and carrots and all the boring, the crap foods that the fans won't like, basically. So you got like what Triple H eating a piece of celery with like peanut butter and raisins on it. Jim Ross like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Good oh, God. son of a bitch. That makes me sick. You see Stone Cold eating like a salad or something. He's like, well, Stone Cold is exposing the business, bad <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, everyone's backstage running down their matches tonight. Vinnie Mac giving everyone the big old pep talk. Talking to X-Puck and Road Dog, who got a table match coming up. Talking to, of course, Triple H, who's going to be going, in Vince's own words, One hour! Huh? <laughs> Come on! Huh? One hour! And uh, who's there wearing his new championship belt in a shock train of events? The latest Houdini of Hardcore. It's only bloody Gerald Briscoe. Hey. So surreal to I see. I love this. Because you would think, obviously, because I've only, I only watched the, the the pay-per-views, they make no reference to him at all being the hardcore champion. He's just there looking proud of his belt. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we get a bit more of it later on, but it's the fact that Briscoe insists on wearing, like, the hardcore belt, as we've said before. It's a... Uh, it's not a very beautiful looking championship belt. It's a grotty old thing. It looks so weird having on Gerald Briscoe. Yeah. But yeah, more on how Gerald Briscoe won that later. But he sent off to get coffee and is immediately jumped by the headbangers. Yeah. And if you thought Crash Holly being jumped in all sorts of random places is funny, you ain't seen nothing until you've seen 500 year old Gerald Briscoe get attacked <laughs> by the headbangers who are in their shoot clothes. <laughs> Unbelievable. And he's like crawling away covered in coffee. And Jim Ross is like, back on, Briscoe's fighting for his life. Jeez. This is a weird opener for a paper. Yeah, it's very surreal. fighting for his life. Very surreal. Uh, not not, not the, the hot opener we're used to typically. Not quite. Well, we are seeing the man, the centre of controversy, who will be the referee in tonight's main event. Whose side is he on? It's only bloody Shawn Michaels. Yeah. He, he doesn't look fucked either, which is a, which is a nice I surprise. Know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it depends on what you mean by fucked. He looks like Peter Stringfellow. <laughs> He's got that high, crinkly forehead. He just looks wrong. Yeah, I know. He, he looks much older than he should at this point in mm. his life. Yeah, so Shawn Michaels is going to be the referee tonight. Obviously, in the main event, playing off a lot of the... Technically, there's friction between The Rock and uh, HBK. And also the, the Buddy Buddies, Triple H and Shawn Michaels as well. So, makes for an interesting uh, set of events. Starting things off, and this is a hot opener, good Ooh. God. Too Cool, Rikishi, Grandmaster Sexy, Scotty Too Hotty, taking on, making their debut as a team. Team Eck, Edge, Christian and Kurt Angle. Is that a name you've made up? No, they refer to themselves as Team Eck. I did not know Fox that. Say. Team Eck. Yeah, the, that's uh, rubbish. The three, the three dorks, like... Oh, that's so rubbish. Oh, high-fiving each other. And when Rhino joins them at a later date, they became Team Wreck. Oh, <laughs> for fuck's sake. I enjoyed Angle coming out and, se- and where it would normally say, you know, if they... A, uh, a title holder it just says Kurt Angle American hero <laughs> <laughs> that is his official title I love T-Mac mainly because Kurt has been this amazing dorky heel the whole time Edge and Christian they've been kind of getting there the point we are now in this uh, in the timeline Edge and Christian are full blown dude where's my car yeah big hats silly glasses pointing at everything annoying bastards thumbs up <laughs> assholes and they're Oh, God, peanut butter and jelly. What a great combination these three men make. <laughs> Kurt Angle starts, starts talking about the problems he's now encountered being with Edge and Christian. Yurla Bakiro has noticed he's been getting a lot of extra attention lately from teenage girls. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. In fact, word on the street is Yurla Bakiro... 
hero is considered to be all that. It's true. He's all that. It's true. He's a bit of a, a ladies' man, and it's been noted that he is now all that. Yeah. <laughs> good for you, Kurt. Looking good. You could tell Andrew Christian had, like, young female fans in the audience because there was a noticeably high-pitched shriek yeah. oh, every yeah. time they came out. My, my sister was obsessed with Edge and Christian when we were watching this at the time. Like She thought they were the most handsome dudes on the roster. And we were like, no, they are bastards. I, it used to wind me up. <laughs> I had no idea what she saw in them. Brilliant. Well, Kurt Angle starts things off with a little bit of a nursery rhyme about abstinence. Don't be like, don't be like the people here shacking up with different guys. Be clean. Be pure. Be abstinent and follow my three eyes. Thank you. Hickory dickory duck. Please don't touch your cock. For fuck's sake. We get a funny sign as well that says deport Kurt Angle. <laughs> to where? <laughs> Pittsburgh. Get back to America. I think you should get in <laughs> Edge and Christian coming out uh, they don't come out through the crowd anymore because no. like, you're quite frankly we don't want to be touched by you people anymore no <laughs> disrespect and they've also debuted another amazing thing and we got our first one of them here it's the five second pose yes. yeah. oh my god we're truly in it. golden times right now seriously and especially to be in front of all of our great fans right here in Louisville Louisville, it's Louisville, by the way. Now, before we so administer a wicked beating to Rikishi and Too Cool, myself, Edge, and Kurt Angle, well, we have a very special treat for all of you tonight. Oh boy, this is gonna be good. So, for the benefit of those with flash photography, we will now unveil a brand new pose, which should be very near and dear to all of your hearts. Oh, great. Another Kodak moment, We down. feel that it's your greatest cultural achievement to ever come out of Kentucky. We call this one the Jug Band. The Jug Band? <laughs> Enjoyed it. Yeah, they're in uh, Louisville, which Christian is happy enough to refer to as being Louisville. <laughs> it was nice to see Christian actually get some mic time. This is the first time yeah. he's like on pay per view, and least. he was awesome. Yeah, he was absolutely knocked out of the park. Talks about laying down a wicked beating on them. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the five second pose. The one they do here is the jug band, the classic one, which is you know they all dress up like. There's a banjo, there's a washboard, Kurt's got a big jug. Big Edge has got big ass teeth. Big teeth. Yeah. Bigger than his regular teeth, which are big teeth. They're already big teeth. Yeah, and he goes cross. It's so... He's <laughs> like, hope y'all liked it. <laughs> it's the rudest thing you could do. There was a time they came out, I think they were in Houston, and they had giant cowboy hats. Oh, that one is ridiculous. Like the biggest ones ever. And they're like, they say everything's big in Texas, so dig the size of our bodaciously large hats. <laughs> 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 like they came out in the you know, Memphis dressed up as Elvis, Elvis like a hunk of hunk of Vernon Edge and Christian. <laughs> so yeah, the crowd are just like fired up immediately. Yeah. When Too Cool come out 
absolutely massive pops for yeah. them. Oh, big time. Did I see Scotty getting you know, a little bit of time on his own and uh, backlash? Yeah, that yeah. sort of made me sort of wake up and think like, well, if, if Scotty can be that legitimately good, you know, maybe pay attention to them as a team because I, I've always written them off as comedy relief or whatever. So yeah. in this match, I actually paid attention to them more as actually a team and how they work together. And... Well, when everyone is going on about the tag scene during this time being gold and everyone always goes, Hardys, Dudleys, Edge and Christian. Now, they obviously kept them apart after WrestleMania as we've been mm. seeing. Too cool were in there, you know, yeah, and they, they were having own. good matches as well. And fuck me, Rikishi is over as hell. Yeah. When he takes off his, uh, well, for want of a better term, skirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a muumuu, how dare you? <laughs> the camera, go, you know, it does the usual thing. The camera immediately goes round to show you his ass, And then King's reaction is just, ah! There it is, JR! <laughs> like, even just sat there waiting for it all night. Like, it's a lot Ness monster. <laughs> he goes at one point, it's like looking at the moon! Ah! <laughs> There's a giant sign behind Rikishi that says fat ass, but with PH. Well, that's oh. just them all over, isn't it? That's a compliment. Pretty right hot and tempting. Yeah. Well, that's, I believe that's... that's yeah. Start things off, all six men brawl, crowd is nuclear. We get a times three butt attack, but uh, Kurt manages to sneak out. Starting things off as it calms down, Grandmaster Sexy and Edge with fast sequences. Oh, good God, that's beautiful mm. stuff. Two cools double team as well. Yeah, it's really, really good. That's really like fluid. Fluid, posing, taunts, posing yeah, dancing. Yeah, fucking badass. A lot of this on the playground. A lot of the, oh yeah, you know, cross the arms and drop the elbow. And as a kid, I don't know about you, but as a kid, their white ring gear with the black graffiti all over it, I thought that was the fucking coolest thing ever. In no mercy, when I made my character the first time, even though it did not match anything else, I just gave myself that jacket to come out like, <laughs> over all this other gear I had. Like, good coats. Scotty and Christian then go at it. Oh my god. There's like the light heavyweight division you couldn't be yeah. having really. These two are fucking amazing. Edge gets hung up on the willy on the ropes, which is, uh, you know, quite funny. Edge and Christian getting his, his dick hurts. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of comedy in this as well as just great wrestling. Mm. Like, you know, Edge getting hurt in the gonads and too cool dancing around and stuff. I realise this isn't like just a regular match three on three. This is a who is the whitest team contest. Yeah, it is. And they're trying to figure out who can be the lamest white boys imaginable. They both go for jumping high fives at the same time. <laughs> they both go to fist bump after making a Sabrina <laughs> reference. Too cool can't win because Rikishi's dragging the team down, unfortunately. <laughs> Massive fucking Rikishi chant at this point, which is great. He's not even... Rikishi was like... Amazing the fact that he just stood there for most of the time. He didn't yeah. like clap or kind of go, come on. He just stood there and people just started chanting for him. Grandmaster Sexy's pants fall down at one point. <laughs> and Scotty Too Hot, he implies that his tiny ding-a-ling is really small. That's oh. <laughs> what JR said when his pants got pulled down. He just went, it's a good job he doesn't have any poo stains on his underwear. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> poo stains. All right. Now, I hate to bring this up, I really, really do, but this is not the last time, well, Poo Stains does actually become a bit of an angle at one point. For fuck's sake. At one point, Billy, you will see someone's Poo Stains, and it will be the last person you want to see. Oh, no. <laughs> and it'll be the last thing you ever see. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it ends, the attitude. You just watch it, and it becomes like 2,000 of the space Odyssey. <laughs> Tag to Quiche, Kurt Angle attempts a sunset flip on Rikishi, which leads to a hilarious spot where he's like, Oh no, all the ass in the world is going to fall on me. <laughs> Better get out of the way. Scotty gets the tag, looks for the worm crowd or ecstatic chanting along, but Kurt stops it before he gets to do it to massive heat. A big angle sucks chant. He's like, don't suck. <laughs> crowd is at a fever pitch as Kurt works over Scotty too hardy. 
Alley-oop though by Scotty. Which yeah. Was, I will say, I go on Beautiful. record. First time I saw that move and didn't think it was silly. Well, it's normally the big show doing it, so you know. Doing it in Smackdown 3. Like. Yeah. And then we get the hot tag. Hot tag to Rikishi. Holy crap, this is a, a spicy one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. This is like a, a really hot chili sauce, but it's like mango infused as well, so it's got like a little bit of an exotic Ooh, flavor to it. Oh, like, nice. This is the kind of hot tag you see every day, folks. No, no this is the kind of hot tag. You go, oh, that's a bit nice. And then you realize afterwards, actually, it's quite spicy. And you yeah. have a warm feeling in my stomach Oof. now. Yeah. Yeah. I'll feel that tomorrow, you know? Stink face to Kurt Angle. <laughs> he proper goes in, doesn't he? That is like nose all the way in between the cheeks, kind of. He's I deep was, in that stink he, face. He had to inhale at one point surely yeah. you know how Stone Cold's always telling John Cena he needs to sort of tighten up that SDF a little bit this is if Rikishi tightened up the stink face and made yeah. him look more like an actual submission it looked like he was going to break his nose he was rubbing <laughs> it so vigorously oh Jesus Christ he's a bit of a hero as I'll curse Kurt Angle and Edge hit a double DDT on Rikishi who just doesn't sell it but no. then he gets speared and then Edge attempts the worm. <laughs> he attempts it. That's, yeah, that's generous. I'd say, and it's kind of like here, like, not not to, to get heat or anything, but, like, I did a better worm than Edge when oh. I was 12. Well, 12-year-old Kevin did a better worm than 26-year-old Edge, is all I'm saying. Like, Rikishi Diver attempt, but Christian comes in with the ring bell as Edge is on the ground. Jim Roster claims, Edge is wormless. Fuck's Jim. And in the kerfuffle, we get a hip-hop drop to Edge. Massive, crazy finish here. And like Kurt just gets in too late. It almost felt like a botch. But yeah, we get the three count for two cool. It felt like a botch, I think, because there was no ring bell to ring. Yeah. Again. And Kurt was literally just that fraction too late. It did look like, oh, maybe he was meant to break it up. But um, regardless. Fucking hell. What a match. Amazing. Seriously. Yeah, really, that's a really, really great cool. way to start the pay-per-view. This was probably the best we'd seen from Too Cool. Anyway. For sure. Yeah. Definitely from them. And Kurt looked like an absolute champ in this, yeah. as did Rikishi. That's true. A great start to uh, to the show. Backstage, Mickey C is with the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, who looks... Uh, He's, yeah. ask, he's asking Cole if he's got any drugs. Hey, man, you're holding. Not now, we're on TV. It's like... We're live now. <laughs> What's funny, because... You know the way I talk... I think I mentioned before how like I was like... In 2002, when Michaels came back, I actually went off wrestling for a bit. Yeah. I think it's because like I didn't know Shawn Michaels as this really charismatic show stealing dudes this is from, the Shawn Michaels from the new generation yeah. the Shawn Michaels I know is the lad who would fucking show up get a long entrance be made out to be the greatest guy ever who would by and large cut really boring short mumbly promos yeah. and his, the greatest thing he would contribute would be raising his eyebrows and pulling a little face and say like the word job in an ironic manner what a legend of wrestling yeah I mean because they just sort of tell you at this. I remember what you're, what you're talking about I was the same as a child you're just sort of being told like this guy's a big deal. And it's like, oh, okay, why is he? He's like, that ah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter why. Just he is a big deal, okay? Accept that. Sean could have benefited, for fans like me and you, at least, growing up, from a few, um, you know, promo packages. Yeah, show highlights him, of his career and stuff. Show him doing things. Yeah, let me know who this guy is. But yeah, we're playing up the whole whose side is he on? Mickey C is just kind of like, there's no rapport between the two. They just nah. like, question, stop, full... It's like, one word answers. Yeah. <laughs> like, but uh, yeah, he gets pissed at the cues, says that, you know, he thinks he's been simulated, that he's jealous of The Rock, which he claims isn't true. It's the only time we get any interaction between The Rock and Shawn Michaels. That's true, actually, interesting. yeah. 
the match which that is the definitive match that never happened never happened yeah yeah Michaels as well does his little typical oh insider reference he's like well if you've read it on the internet it has to be true yeah, and he's like the internet. I'm the referee I don't mind doing the job uh, tonight wink wink Clown. hey I've shown up to work <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> nearly tripped on my heel just <laughs> <laughs> well I'll go out there and everything's gonna be okay face catch you <laughs> segment i can't make out a word you know this is like he's really laying the accent on fake isn't he <laughs> yeah. he's, just, he's like a fucking guy who gives you a mission in grand theft auto this <laughs> it's like it starts off a car with like fucking check print on it pulls up and it comes out like it's like all right jim ross at backlash he's like he set back Hispanic relations 10 years. No, no, no. He did it here. And I would say yeah. it was a good 25 years. <laughs> and change he did here. He's with China. Same kind of gimmick as before. He has played up the, the humour of these two. They're yeah. ecstatically entertaining. But it is a little cringeworthy to see it laid on so thick with the Hispanic stereotype. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is like... the. Well, for a lot of us wrestling fans as children, this has been our first taste of, like, you know, Mexican wrestling or whatever. And so this guy is meant to represent that entire culture. Yeah. What you see is a dude getting out of a lowrider going, Hey, mamacita! It's, it's pretty crazy. I do remember yeah. there was a thing about, like... There was a thing about, like, stereotypes in TV that VH1 did. And, yeah. like, Eddie did was interviewed for oh, he it. featured on it. And he was like, oh, yeah, the character I play is, like, a complete stereotype. But it's like, you know Vince in the 80s with Slick and stuff like that. He's never yeah, been yeah. very good at, like... I don't know if there, there's not ill will in it, I don't think. It's but, hard to tell if it's tongue-in-cheek, because Eddie's such a funny character anyway. You can sort of think, like, well, maybe he's playing up the stereotype thing just for gags and for yucks, like... But it's, I think, regardless of the intent or whatever, it's, it's just still, that... It's It's so cartoonish, it's right yeah, on the borderline yeah. there, like... But, yeah, Eddie Guerrero, he's European champion still. He's defending tonight in a triple threat. He's just doing his long, lengthy... He doesn't even take a breath. It's just a noise that comes out of him. Yeah. And then uh, Team Malenka comes up and he's like, ah, ah. and then Eddie's like, ah. and then Perry comes up and he's like, duh, 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 duh. and Perry, then he's like, Perry's, ah. wearing a sh- Perry's wearing a shit like bowling shirt. <laughs> Perry looks like he is. He looks like Perry looks like you know there's a very scary lad on Deal or No Deal. Mm. He's, mm. That's what Perry looks like here. <laughs> in, that, in that shirt, like, hope you do it. Opens up the box. Sorry, it's two hundred fifty thousand. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, weird segment, but it has been jazzed for the next match. Three of the radicals, the radicals implode essentially. Yeah, didn't last long, did it? Not, Not really. They got him in the door, but it's been like four months. Yeah, now, so. I guess. I think I don't know about Dean and Perry. 
But Chris and Eddie have certainly got strong enough characters and are over enough oh, for that yeah. keeping them with the two other lads is not going to do much, I don't think. So we've got Eddie Guerrero taking on Perry Saturn, taking on Dean Malenko, triple threat for the European belt. Eddie comes out with the Roses, a.k.a. the worst weapon in No Mercy on the N64. <laughs> if someone can patch that game so the Roses aren't in it when you go for a weapon, please, that would be great. <laughs> uh, Eddie's always dancing. Always yeah. dancing. Constant kind of doing stuff. If you were filled with Latino heat, you'd be yeah. dancing too, mate. You can't stop. Yeah. China in this wood was a bit strange. Sorry, do you mean Mama Sita? Thank you. Mama yeah. Sita, yeah. yeah. Her name is not China anymore. It's like JR just calls her Mama Sita. I don't think I hear the word China. No. There's I mean, a sign that says China is my dad. Yeah. yeah. I think the ring announcer calls her China. Right. But it, instead of saying, like, oh, Eddie's going to consult with his Mama Sita, he just says, like, Eddie's going to consult with Mama Sita over there. Like, it's actually her name now. It's so weird, isn't it, seeing. Because, like, at the start of this gimmick, it was like the whole like, oh, China wears the pants of the family. Eddie's just this yeah. kind of hopeless dork. But now it's very much like Eddie's just doing stuff, and China's smiling, kind of going, "Isn't he? Isn't he great?" Like, yeah. China's being a valet, but I mean, she did that before for Triple H. But back then, she was sort of like, "No, China's basically a bodyguard. She's tough and she's strong." Yeah. Whereas now, she is just like Eddie's girlfriend. That's well, what like, she is. It's weird because in, when she did the same thing with Jericho, God, they keep doing this with China. Yeah, don't they, they do. It's like really against what the character really yeah. is, yeah. isn't Completely it? Completely muddied now. Yeah, so in China, sorry, Mama C is just standing with a bunch of roses with a smile on her face the whole evening. Like, creepy. Like she's won the Rose of Trilly or something. It's, yeah. weird. Well, it's, it's really creepy, especially when Jerry says Mama Cita. Mama Cita! He's like Jabba the King Lawler. He's, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's saying Mama Cita instead of Bo Shooter. <laughs> uh, Satin comes out. I think we mentioned in the first podcast with Saturn that by his own admission he claims he wasn't sober this entire time. Yes. Well, he certainly does. He looks fucking just... He's just not there. No. I, I don't want to make light of the situation, but yeah, as time goes on in the action era, you will see like one of his eyes slowly turning more and more inwards. It's like you can just tell that things are going from bad to worse over time. I like to think that like that isn't a symptom of I'd like to think not as well. Up, like, like, it does get worse over time, his cross eyes. Don't get me wrong, the man can still wrestle a hell of a match. Mm. Oh yeah, as we'll soon find out. But just watching these, there's a degree of worry in any match involving Perry Saturn when you hear that stuff from him, I guess. We're just going to go and throw up in the corner or something. Dean Malenko coming out. Tiny Bruce Willis. Yeah. Oh, that's hey. a good little description. Little yeah. Bruce Willis in your pocket, like. Yeah. Mini, here's our trial size diehard kind of thing. You know? <laughs> we, uh, we get a sign that says, I stole X Pac's weed. <laughs> <laughs> was that the road dog? <laughs> 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 well, strangely enough, the sign doesn't appear during, um, during X Pac's match later. Just huh. in this match. Time. Maybe X-Pac got the sign and rolled it up into a massive <laughs> <laughs> Dean and Perry work together early on and then Perry like immediately like sneaks in a, a quick clothesline on Dean and when you're watching this at the start it's kind of like oh it's going to be one of these triple threat matches Yeah, as in all three men in the ring at all times fighting each other which is makes very interesting Breath of fresh air Definitely as opposed to I'm just going to stand outside and like catch my breath be winded for a little bit yeah. while you have a regular match uh, really great stuff from all three men. Lots of moves involving all three men as well, which is quite awesome to see. This is the first time I've been really impressed by Perry Saturn as well, because like he actually his character feels like he had strategy and was being quite smart. Yeah. Like for instance, there was one part where 
Again, him and Dean are teaming up on Eddie. Dean goes to the top rope and Saturn's got Eddie on his shoulders. You think they're going to do the, uh, what is it, the Tower of Doom spot? Yeah, yeah. They're about to do that, but instead, Perry throws Eddie onto the ropes and Dean falls down and crushes his ball. brilliant, so, yeah. So he, he manages to kill two guys with one stone. It's like. basically like playing a triple threat in a wrestling game. It's yeah. like, hey, let's actually team up. Nope. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all three guys kind of get equal levels of offense in as well, so it's a bit of a showcase match mm. uh, for all these dudes. Amazing spot when Eddie does a step-up Hurricane Rana. Fucking, like, he grabs him with the arm, just kind of walks up yeah beautiful stuff Gorgeous. yeah jerry lawler is quite distracting throughout this match mm-hmm. just going Mamas! Yeah, <laughs> licking God. his eyeballs the gremlin <laughs> lizard king that he is <laughs> dean and eddie when those two go at it just shades of the match of starcade really and it's yeah. a thing of beauty get an amazing power bomb into a sunset flip reversal oh. the velocity which these guys can flip their bodies is very impressive one downside is and I think this is probably more than anything because there's well from what I've seen anyway it doesn't really feel like there's much of a oh yeah these guys have got to have a big match with each other the crowd really aren't that into this by comparison to the previous match I think they're a little blown up from the last match and the last match was a lot of malarkey and this match is a lot more straight laced it's it's regular wrestling but uh, they yeah. don't seem to really be buying I think because it it's a bit even paced Eddie's not been worked over the whole time or someone's you know, heels are getting a lot of offense, but so is Eddie. The crowd doesn't build up to a biggest a pop of the match is just when China steps onto the apron. Like that, that's you know she's the main interest here. That being said, we do get some standing, some more standing maneuvers from these guys. Uh, Dean with the top rope gut buster, for instance. Yeah, mm. and then a really awesome sequence in which they all start stealing each other's moves. I like them playing up the fact they know each other well. So cool. Perry goes for the frog splash, then he locks in the clover leaf on Dean. Eddie Guerrero gets uh, the rings, rings of Saturn, Saturn put yeah. on him. It was really, really brilliant. Crowd was quiet, but the action was very, very good. And uh, I think it was maybe a case of. I know, we well, being being honest, I think it's just because this is a, a match for wrestling fans. Mm. I, I fucking love this yeah, match. Yeah, I love but this match. It's the kind of match that doesn't appeal to the more mainstream, like let's go see Stone Cold kick some ass kind of audience. Yeah, definitely. Double suplexception from. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, gorgeous! It was quite amazing. Like it's just wow, the kind of thing you'd book your toys to do. China comes up on the apron with the roses cracks Perry Saturn in the head with them because there's a they're loaded there's a pipe in them Dean grabs him but he falls and bonks his head on him uh, Eddie gets a quick Oklahoma roll and manages to uh, lie cheat and win his way to uh, to the to the victory yeah. so Eddie Guerrero wins this one nice little match between these guys and it's just like fucking hell this is just a, a see, it is a throwaway match to an yeah, extent it is it totally is but when you guys are this good you can have a throwaway match of that quality this is the spot that would usually be filled by like draws and gangrel yeah, you yeah, know and exactly. you've got like three of the best wrestlers in the world just... this is how you polish guys up and make them look brilliant mm-hmm. what do you think of that one Billy? really really enjoyed it it was it was great to have a triple threat match like you said before where you know somebody isn't just on the outside mm either being winded or just standing there like that Which one match with, all with, the time, um, yeah. with British Bulldog where he just, just he, was stood match, he just stood there not selling <laughs> he thought it was a one on one match he didn't want to interfere like. <laughs> we get a recap of Jerry Briscoe's ridiculous hardcore championship win but past those who on Smackdown Jerry Briscoe became the hardcore champion in a very unorthodox manner Crash Holly was napping and he's a very sound sleeper Gerald Briscoe. 
Lucy Cross was awakened by the, the uh, clumsy referee and Briscoe would uh, avoid Crash at all costs. So Crash Holly had been run ragged by the 24-7 rule and just to get some sleep, he needed to sleep. He was like, they had this thing where he was just like, like falling asleep because he was, he couldn't, people get him in his hotel. Such a cartoon. So he pays Bradshaw and Farouk like two or three hundred dollars so he can sleep in their office <laughs> just for an hour or two. Jerry Briscoe sneaks in with the referee and in a ridiculous moment pins Crash while he's asleep and the referee's like, one, two. And even the commentator's is <laughs> like, Jerry Briscoe is just, <laughs> I just don't play his music, the, you'll the, wake up Crash. The completely silent. <laughs> so I think that is absolute gold big fan of the Stooges I think yeah mm. so fucking and funny playing to the strengths here the comedy amazing it's great because the hardcore championship it could really be like just hardcore you know guys hitting each other with weapons but it's become more of the comedy division in yeah. WWF now which is fucking cool and I cannot understate how important it is in this period in wrestling we mentioned Edge Christian you mm. know Kurt Angle Foley Jericho so much of the show hinges on humour and yeah. I, mean, I really strongly feel it because you've got every Tom, Dick and Harry who comes out like Cornette says it Austin says it it's like you know funny don't make money and yeah. oh you can be funny in wrestling but no one's going to give, give a crap there's a reason why everyone was tuning in reliably because you didn't always know you are going to definitely get good wrestling even though you almost always did but there was a good chance that you were going to laugh and yeah. laugh in that amazing way that wrestling can make you laugh. Wrestling has to be entertaining, and humor is an incredibly effective form of entertainment. So why wouldn't you use it? I, I've never understood the whole "funny doesn't draw money" thing. I think you know. There's, I think there's some ideas which is like, you know, funny for wrestling. I yeah. think, okay, I get that he's trying to be funny, but you know, it's wrestling, so it can only be so good. But I will say, any of those guys which we've listed, and we can probably say that's I rank that up there as objectively very that's, hilarious that's yeah. humor, yeah. And you know, I, I watch a lot of comedy, like, and I yeah. have to say, WWF Circuit 2000 just makes me fucking like laugh hysterically and stuff like this with Jerry Briscoe. Like we cut to him now, and he's in the jacks. Sneaking around. Sneaking around, sees himself in the mirror, goes, Butcha, butcha, punches the mirror, falls over, and splits his pants. That, that is gold. Yeah, pure gold. And when he's sneaking around in the toilets as well, like JR's going, Watch Briscoe up to here, and King's like, Quiet, JR, keep it down. What are you thinking? <laughs> it's just like stuff like that. Jerry Briscoe lying on the toilet with his pants split, holding his hand because he tried to punch his own reflection. <laughs> that gets, that equals buys and rating. Like, undoubtedly so yeah we have more on Briscoe throughout the night as he tries to survive with the hardcore championship coming up next is one I have been psyched for mm. the big show Paul Weiss taking on Shane O'Mac in a no DQ false count anywhere match oh my fucking god I think it's time for the big show Hollywood man I'm entertaining he's just having a blast King see what I can do what do you think I'll tell you what I think. I think you let me down, Alexander. You were the first man eliminated. It was embarrassing to me. I think that you were an unmotivated slob. And no one will ever care about anything that you do out there, show, because you don't deserve it. Okay, Big Show is about wow. to cry. I have the Big Show completely brainwashed. And I own this guy. Oh, which way did he go? Which way did he go? Shane McMahon has been revealed here. Shane McMahon, Rupert Bros. Live. And I pity the day Show gets his hands on Shane. Well, Shane is lying in wait. Show is out. I can be driven through a table. And look at the vulture. The buzzard Shane. Young Simba. Hey, look at him. He's cat-like around the ring. This jungle cat is feeling so frisky. That young Simba Shane McMahon will be challenging the Big Show at Judgment Day. Why should 
Slay off the big show quite a yeah. bit, and WrestleMania 2000, I think as mentioned, didn't have the best outing. Mm-hmm. He was eliminated first, and there was this amazing moment where Shane goes to Big Show after the show had been doing all the Hollywood stuff that we were big fans of, and he's like, uh, "It's the most cutting thing ever." Shane goes, "No one will ever care about you, show." God, <laughs> he also calls him an unmotivated slob. <laughs> oh come on! And like this is one of the first times, like obviously outside of his fake daddy dying. Big Show again, you know, using the uh, show is quite sympathetic at times. Yeah, at least he didn't cry this time. Though. He was on the verge of crying, yeah. but yeah, you've got Shane McMahon essentially bullying the Big Show because Shane's got the whole regime to back him up, and he keeps like, <laughs> keeps like getting in shots on Big Show, then running away, and mm. Show's like trying to get him, and Shane the whole time is going, "Which way did he go? Oh, 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 which way did he go?" <laughs> that. Oh god, that made me laugh so much as a kid. That was still a, that was a playground chant for a good three years in my school. Like <laughs> that, that didn't go away go. for a long time. So Shane is being like such a creep at the moment, and he's really found his niche in the regime as being the lad who keeps like yeah. you know slithering in, biting yeah. off more than he can chew, and because he's got a silver spoon up his ass, he can get away with this. Fans chant pussy at Shane relentlessly. <laughs> yeah. To which Shane is, comes out with a dictionary and goes, So, you're all chanting pussy at me. I went and I looked at Webster's Dictionary and says, Someone with cat-like reflexes. That's right, I'm Simba, the jungle cat-like. <laughs> I don't, that's, a, he's, that's his new gimmick, that he Simba. makes Lion King references. Yeah. That film happened six years ago. <laughs> what is it? Have you just seen it? <laughs> Kevin Dunn's on the head says, Stop with those old Lion King references. No one cares about that old shit. <laughs> but like, this is that Shane McMahon, he... At one point, they set it up so Shane can choke slam the big show. Like, the entire regime holds him up, bro. <laughs> it looks so lame. It's, it's literally brilliant. like a Jenga tower falling and Shane is riding it. Like. <laughs> and Shane refers to that as the Simba Slam. The Simba Slam. <laughs> and he says, this jungle cat is going to rip your heart out. And all the while, you got Big Show, who is just... He's big. Bigger than the last pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got very big. He is, in this match, he is a big nasty bastard and I yeah. want to see him kill Shane McMahon. In the worst way. Shane McMahon coming out, they're playing up the fact that he's way over his head, including, uh, you know, when No Chance plays, Jim Ross is like, well, how appropriate is that lyric? He has no chance in hell, <laughs> folks. Sake. Big pouty Paul White coming out. Uh, I think you reckon he looks a bit like Ricky from Trailer Park. Yeah, he's looking that? more and more like he's, he's, he's putting, on, putting on a lot of weight. And he's got the, the crummy facial hair going on as well now. So. Yeah, as he finally discovered the craft table. <laughs> just eating all the cheese. But like, 
How many times has show lost and regained weight? Oh, he fluctuates it's, so badly. It's a weekly basis. Yeah. Pay per view to pay per view. Because I was going to say, like at the last show, I was kind of like, oh, big show's looking good. You yeah, know, it I think he's back to huge. He's bigger than he ever was here. It's the post Hogan pounds that he's put on. I think is what yeah. it is. Is it like is WrestleMania like Christmas? They've released too much. Like we've had this theory before. Yeah, I think that's definitely yeah. What it is. Yeah, we said that before. Mayhem in Manchester. Yeah, everyone's big really show fat. at all the roses and now he's <laughs> on weight. <laughs> Yeah, you see Shane in the middle of the ring bouncing around in jail. I was like, Shane McMahon warming up there, perhaps for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> What's great, though, is that, you know, even though Shane McMahon is, in the, in the the eyes of the audience, a pussy, as they say, he is still quite fearless. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's evidenced by heart. the fact that the first move before Big Show even gets in the ring is Shane doing a suicide dive. Yeah. yeah. And he gets clattered right off the bat. Shane McMahon's willingness to take bumps is insane. Unfathomable. And within the first minute of this match, he takes huge stuff. He takes a side slam onto the steps. He has Big Show smush in his hand. Show literally kicks Shane's ass. Literally, yeah. yeah. Just kicks he, him right in the bum. And he sends him fucking We flying. say literally a lot, but he literally, his foot goes into his ass like four Not times. Not figuratively, literally. Yeah. <laughs> Big Show is just in complete control, tossing Shane around left and right. Calls for the choke slam, but who makes a quick appearance but the big boss man with a nightstick? But he gets summarily taken care of and powerbombed, and it's basically all the associates, all the yeah. bannermen of the house yeah. McMahon Helmsley regime <laughs> come out, including TNA, who have got chairs, which Big Show just clatters them out. Punches just right eats them, doesn't he? <laughs> but if any, he picks up Trish and throws her. Yeah. I mean, properly throws her. It's like Donkey Kong with a barrel thrown. Yeah. Like, Trish is tiny. And like Big Show literally with one hand just throws her like a lawn dart. Yeah. It was, again, two pay-per-views in a row now. Trish Stratus taking yeah, huge bumps. bumps. Big risks. Fuck. And she, I like the fact that Trish Stratus come out and she went right up to the Big Show and hit him with the balls. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Serious, like, whoa. <laughs> Shane slithers away as uh, Big Show is taking care of all the goons and uh, Show catches up with him. We get another repeat. This happened on Raw as well, which is Show just picking up Shane and just... Boom. Toss oh. him up against the set. He's throwing him. The back of his head just yeah. flatters him. You can't just throw someone around like that. That's when crazy. Big Show gets his hands on the super structure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, as he's about to get the show with it, Shane gets a kick in there and TNA come back in and uh, now, beat the bejesus out of Now show. this really pissed me off. Because when uh, show takes the structure. The, the structure apart. Super structure. Super structure apart. He sells but it's heavy. And yeah. he, even for him, he's a big, strong dude. He pulls it along and goes to hit shame with it. Then Tess just walks up and just picks it up with one hand. And he just picks it up with one hand and just smashes him with it and puts it oh, down again. Oh, man alive. Excuse me, paging Andrew Tess Martin, the big show was more professional than you. <laughs> well spotted, Billy. That's annoying. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. That's, that is that is ridiculous. He's King Kong here, basically. Yeah. And all the goons have been dispatched and Shane McMahon starts climbing up the set. And good lord, it's never a nice sign when Shane is heading up top there. No, nope. he's scary. He is, his willingness to take bumps means that you can see something spectacular a lot of the time. But before Show can get his mitts on him, Billy Barry Cannon comes in. <laughs> Billy Barry Cannon. Sorry, I can't even say it. Well, my alternate one was Bull Cull Cannon, which is a traditional Irish dish of potatoes and cabbage. <laughs> and I love Cull Cannon and I love Bull View Cannon, so... Yeah, but Bull View Cannon, that's who came out, guys, just Instead in case you're wondering. Billy Barry Cannon. Billy Barry Cannon, <laughs> fuck me. Bobo Cannon did not come out. Jesus. Nice. But yeah, they put over the Bull Strong here. He viciously assaults yeah. Show. 
gets goes to work on it with his little riot baton, and then uh, Shane pushes a speaker on Show's leg. Yeah, yeah crushes him. Show's like, Jr. says that speaker must weigh at least one thousand pounds. But you can see when but uh, when Bull just touches it, you can see it wobble. So it's clearly like a big hollow box, basically. I think it, may, it probably cost a thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't a, a ton. A ton. Well, I don't know much about speakers, so I can't, really, <laughs> I can't get too outraged, I suppose. Shane, then, with one of my favourite weapons of the Attitude Era, the cinder block made out of old biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> he clatters them, them with a big bourbon cream. Someone just filled a mould with dust and then cut it open and had this bit. You had to carry it carefully because it's so fragile. You see, a while back, they did a, Seth Rollins did his curb stomp onto a big pile of those cinder blocks and yeah. it was like he jumped on a sandcastle and he's kind of like going, whoa! <laughs> it looks like he sank into it. You're in a field and you kick a load of dandelion seeds and they all go over <laughs> pollinated cinder blocks everywhere so yeah show is pretty much knocked out and Shane McMahon gets the one two three and would go on to proclaim himself the, the giant, giant killer, killer. For yeah sake. fucking wait, brilliant Billy wait till you see Shane in the beanstalk my friend but well, oh. I'm not gonna say anymore all right <laughs> well there you go that was uh that match was kind of a classic bait and switch everyone yeah. assumed Shane was going to be killed mm-hmm. but you got to remember McMahon Helmsy regime were Almost more dominant than the corporation or the ministry were in terms of making sure their guys oh, won. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. And uh, Shane slithering away, beating the, the big show after all the insults and indignity is just stung so much. Like. Yeah. Infuriating. The paramedics come to get big show, drools all over the head, par- oh, the head oh. paramedics. I head. thought he got sick. Yeah. He just drooled big drool pull like, all over him. They try, they push him into the fucking ambulance and the suspension gives way like and this uh. is fucking bleh, <laughs> double barrel shotgun blast of <laughs> slobber comes out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he may have had a broken leg. Oh, he may, he may have a oh, knee. Can we see it one more time? Oh. <laughs> Some bitch. <laughs> Backstage, Jerry tries to get a bit of respite with the referees who almost have a go at him, so he has to run away again. Aww. Poor old Jerry. Backstage, Triple H is with HBK. Who's asking Small him talk. if he has any drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Triple H is pretty fucking orange here. Yeah, yeah. And they're just having a small talk, elevator chat about the family. Hey! How's your wife doing this stuff? We don't get the talk about How's your wife? They're great. They're great. My wife, my baby, he's growing like a weed. Well, I mean, he's probably huge now. That's right. He's, he's great. He's my pride and joy. Good for you, man. That's great. I'm so Thanks. proud of you. Yeah. Hey, uh, let me ask you a question, though. <clears throat> really. Personally, uh, you ain't gonna wear those shorts, are you? Of course I'm wearing these shorts. You know, I love these shorts. I hate those shorts. Sean, it looks like you're smuggling bananas in those things. What is this? It doesn't something... really need to be there, does no, it? No, not at all. And Triple H's like, hey, how are you kids doing? And he's like, they're my pride and joy, man. Ah! <laughs> are we just trying more. to sell the fact that HBK's there? Is that literally the only reason? That's right, the relationship between the two yeah, of them, I guess. More about seeing but it's so bodies. unbelievable. <laughs> he's like, hey, you're not going to wear those pants. They make you look like an asshole. <laughs> Your dick looks really big in those. And he's like, hey, it's okay. You know, it's just being buddy buddy, isn't it? Uh, That's not how buddies act, but yeah. Well, I mean, you never wear the shorts, mate, so what can I say? <laughs> like. Coming up next, holy fuck, the rematch to end all rematches. <sighs> Another classic for the IC Championship. Chris Benoit taking on Chris Jericho, this time in a submission match. Too many veteran young competitors than these two guys we're seeing right here. Look at the intensity between these two great athletes. No one loss between these two individuals, Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. What I'm going to do to Chris Jericho can't be put in the word. 
Jones. Paybacks are due to Chris. What I'm here for is to offer Chris Jericho an opportunity at the World Wrestling Federation's Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Really played up the viciousness of the last pay-per-view, which obviously that match ended with Benoit doing the diving headbutt. Yeah. Air Canada right into the belt. belt. And then you've got Benoit on SmackDown, broken nose, black eye, bloodshot eye. I challenge you (laughs) to a submissive match. (laughs) (laughs) This promo does make him look so scary. Like, they really put over the cripply crossface here, like, make it look like the (laughs) most dangerous. (laughs) The, he called it the Cripply Cropply. That's what it's called. It's the, I, I thought it's called the Cripply Cropply Wonder. <laughs> it looks like the most dangerous move on the roster at the minute, doesn't it? It's really cool. They built this match up where it's kind of like, right, submission match. Both guys are amazing. So it's obviously going to be, what is the better hold? The Walls of Jericho or the Cripply Crossface? Mm. And you got all the, you show all this footage of all these guys, you know, everyone getting put in it. Like they show Taz being put in the Cripply Crossface as well and being screaming his head off. You know, both guys' submission moves are over strong, but I think maybe Benoit, they kind of allude that he's slightly yeah. more It always dangerous. looks scarier, just because you can actually see the guy's face scream. It looks like you can actually see the pain more than you can with the walls of Jericho. And we got a nice little uh, thing going into this match, which is Benoit got his knee fucked up by Hardcore Holly, who just bet the shit out of him with a chair a few days before this, mm. kind of in the same orbit of the, of the IC belt, kind of just keeping him... Because oh, so he's the big shot. He's the big shot. Yeah. Don't think I forgot about you, Benoit. <laughs> uh, it's great at the start. Jim Ross, you know, Jim Ross has so much to work with in these pay per views. You get really some of like the best parts of his announcing when he just gets to talk about the two guys in the natural rivalry. Yeah. Builds up the natural similarities between these two. They're both from Canada. They're both trained by Stu Hart. They both were in Japan. They were both in Mexico. And now you know, they both came into WWE and are trying to make a name for themselves. And even though it's a rematch, I found myself once again being really, really excited for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Particularly because the last match didn't have a conclusive finish either. No. So, yeah. JR actually says it early on in the match when he's you know pushed by King. He says he thinks the crossface is a better hold. He does, yeah. Says that the, the walls of Jericho takes too a bit longer to put in, mm. so you would have to say Benoit has got the advantage in this one. So we're fucking spoiled again. This is your IC belt match. Seriously, yeah. this is the mid card. Crap, like you know, go for submissions immediately. Guys going for arm bars, arm wrenches, stuff like that. Benoit gets in control and starts viciously working over the shoulder, including doing Air Canada onto the shoulder. Yeah. 
Of course, you forget the crossface hurts both your arm and your neck. So, you know. Smart man, yeah. Smart man there. We, we get a strange sudden cut to Valvinus. <laughs> yeah. We get two cuts into this. We get, we get one for Valvinus and one for Bob Holly. And they're just staring at the screen going, yes. Yes. And Val's wearing clothes. But yeah, Val's, well. what, right. is go- what is going on? Well, Bob, I mean, obviously, Bob is, you know, he bet up. He bet yeah. up uh, Chris Benoit, so he obviously wants his he wants his title shot at some point. Yeah, Val, we haven't seen Val in fucking ages. I um, forgot he was on the roster. To be honest, the last time we saw Val, he was refereeing a cat fight. Yeah, oh fucking hell. That's right. There was a period where you know Val being some of these guys. We said that you know, it was a long time coming in late '99. That once these guys were coming in, he this mid card was going to get pushed out. And Val is a fucking amazing wrestler. Yes, and he didn't get over his feud with Foley and his stuff with The Rock. You know, he didn't really get a rub then. So the other thing around this time where Val literally came out and it was kind of like a shoot, and he's like, "I have everyone in the back telling me that they've got no plans for me, so I'm going to make my own damn plans." Most of which involve wearing a fleece and looking at this match on a monitor. And he's challenged the winner of this. But it's like... So he's not the sexy man anymore, though. He is still sexy, man. He's still sexy. But just but right now, he is just... Serious foul. sexy. Well, right. I'll tell you this much. He is a sexy man demanding to be taken seriously. You know, someone's got to give here. Yeah. Where yeah. clearly there's a change coming. Both. There's a change coming from Val Venus, basically. That's true. Because you can't be saying, I'm making my own damn plans and then take off your tail and gyrate to a saxophone. Yeah. yeah. You know? Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not at all. <laughs> we get a chop battle between these two again. Uh, Something I know is, is, I think they almost use it when there's like the the action. There's a bit of a lull to fire each other up almost. Yeah, yeah. They're looking so. at each other right in the fucking eye. Yeah, it's intense. Really, really gets things going. Knee breaker by Benoit onto the stairs. Holy God in hell. Benoit struggles to expose the turnbuckle and then just rams Y2J into it over and over and over, which is usually like a finish. So you're yeah. really putting over how vicious this thing is. Benoit is just in complete control, doing all these vicious strikes and slams. Locks in a Fujimura armbar as well. And you get Bob Ollie watching on this little TV, <laughs> yeah. like, which is kind of like, right, Bob Ollie and Valvidis are not in these guys' leagues, like, you know. Not at all. Because I'm like, close. I love these guys. They're not Benoit and Jerry. Yeah, they should have been watching the European title match on the TV or something, not yeah. the Intercontinental. It's, it's, yeah. it's like it's a Cena and Brock Lesnar having a match, just cuts and there's Heath Slater with his arms <laughs> 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 Wait, It's basically, you're watching this match, these two, like, uh, guys, you couldn't pick two guys with better chemistry. I could see yeah. these guys rest on every pay-per-view for, for 12 months, yeah. and there's a guy backstage going, think I'll ruin that feud. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho debraces Benoit and starts beating the shit out of him with the knee brace. Get the lion salt and then the walls of Jericho in the ropes, kind of like oh, a tarantula. And it is at this point we get our grunt of the night Hey-o. from Mr. Chris Benoit. When Jericho's got the walls on in the ropes, you just hear Benoit going like, ah, ah, <laughs> proper sound of it. Benoit is vicious, going for more German suplexes. He's in the rolling ones and he's striking them after he hits each mm. one. Then he keeps going for the cross face. Walls attempt by Chris Jericho, but he gets bopped in the head with the knee brace. Benoit gets the cross face in, and like Jericho is struggling to get to the ropes. Benoit lets go, repositions him, puts it in again, yeah. lets go, beats him up a little bit more, and just, it's won't just like stop. won't stop. He has three finishers stored here, folks. Yeah, Benoit yeah. will not stop until you give up, basically. And Jericho will not tap out. No. no. Oh, man, he just passes out. He lets out oh. a terrifying death rattle. Oh, yeah. just before he goes. It's really it's horrible. And yeah, Y2J passes out. Chris Benoit, therefore your winner, because yeah, Jericho can't continue. 
but we didn't really see him submit. So no. again, this is another one of these matches I'm where a, you know between be, these two, where we don't get the conclusive finish, which makes me want to see more of him. I'll be honest. In 2014, I kind of didn't like this ending because we've seen it happen a lot of times now. I'm sure back in 2000, I'll be like, oh my god, what an ending! You know, Jericho, yeah. he, he couldn't give up, but. They've thrown this finish around for yeah. quite a few matches mm. now where the guy just passes out and so it's not technically a submission. And Benoit was obviously not happy because he, he, he he's not happy with, oh, he's knocked out, you, I win by... He wants him to tap. He and Benoit won't let go of the hold after. Yeah. No. It's, you know, Benoit just looks, he looks like so vicious in this, in, they put him mm. over so mm. strong. It was weird. I, I also like, it almost makes me, I said I was okay watching all these matches yeah. with Benoit, but I think watching so many of them in a row now, I can say that the way that Benoit his character is portrayed here and the way that it just it, it, it's, it's a un- little it's un- it's it awkward doesn't it because it does a little bit yeah I mean like we, we talk about Benoit in a way that it's just that he is so dominant and aggressive in this and we can't help but talk about how scary his character is yeah you have to tread very lightly because yeah I think this is what we said originally it's kind of you know don't get me wrong we're still covering all these matches it's just that it's interesting that I don't say I've changed my opinion, but I'm certainly I, I'm not as naive as I was saying. Oh, I can watch any old Chris Benoit match it's, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, saying oh, I, I can separate the man and the character quite easily, and saying that's one thing, but then watching you know match Several after match, matches yeah. in a row, it is actually a little bit. The things the announcers say yeah. about Benoit yeah. do build up. Like it's just, I think it's just an interesting thing. Like I've picked yeah. up on a little bit. Really, it was towards the end of this match. I also noticed that Benoit looks a little bit like a sad otter. <laughs> <laughs> just got that, those, those that, otter that, eyes. Thanks for lightening the mood. There. <laughs> <laughs> I'll smash you like a climb in my tummy. Passion <laughs> <laughs> for this ecosystem. <laughs> As Benoit is leaving, he walks past a guy in front row that's got a sign saying, Kevin Sullivan will book for food. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no! Poor old homeless Kevin Sullivan. I assume Kevin Sullivan had been ousted by the WCW writing team by Russo at all at this point. So. Perhaps. Yeah, that's sad to see. Backstage, Mickey C is with Jerry Briscoe, who runs down all the horrible shit that's happened to him. My boys trying to beat me up for this belt, Michael Cole. My neighbors keep trying to get me. Pisco <laughs> Brothers Body Shop, plug it and beat me. <laughs> <laughs> Got attacked at the airport as well. It's really, it's like, it's like the curse. It's like the hardcore yeah. title is cursed. It is. It's, it's a fucking nuisance to carry that belt. Yeah, exactly. And uh, what's really funny is that like as he's talking and going on about all these horrible stuff, there's like two concession stand workers kind of see him they're kind of like I can see them like colluding like yeah that's Kevin no you get fucking briscoed he levered the shit he, out he of them he kills him he's split, fighting for his life Billy split pants and all like <laughs> split pants legged moonsault from Jerry Briscoe backstage The Rock is with HBK and one of the only times these two have ever been like face to face and like The Rock kind of Runs him down a little bit. Yeah. Like, says, if you get in my, my way tonight, I will take care of you and it will not take 60 minutes. Whoa. Whoa. Big words. It really wouldn't take 60 minutes. No, it would like. not. Coming up next, the damn Dudleys taking on Team High and Dry from Degeneration X. It's X Pac and the Road Dog in a tag team tables match. And this one, of course, has been centered around the fact that the Dudleys have someone else on their hit list now for a table. It's only the T to the O to the R to the I, Tori. Tory. Bubba has lost his mind. He has. He, he got, has gone insane. He got tabled by Tory. It's he like he's got his own medicine. He's got PTSD now. It's just the way he's acting. <laughs> the thousand he's seen, Yeah, he's seen some things. <laughs> it's like Bubba Ray when he's lying on the ground, shaking a little bit after he's been put to a table by Tory, 
and it's just like I don't know the music from Requiem for a Dream just kind of like or Hello Darkness my old friend <laughs> I, was, I, I thought it was more like that his soul has gone into the Black Lodge now or whatever <laughs> sort of sat there like D3 <laughs> but uh, yeah of course as Bubba's laid out in a trance you've got Devon going she will pay for her transgressions you're the fucking good guy <laughs> seriously we've had this chat already but yeah so we have Bubba Ray and Devon coming out psyched up for this one tables match automatically I'm hearkening back to Royal Rumble 2000 with the oh, Hardys yeah. these are matches which I always enjoy little thing I noticed with uh, Road Dog and Xbox when they come out guess who's on Road Dog's t-shirt Who? Billy Gunn Eee. That is awkward. Okay, that's a little uh, awkward. If you're going to injure a guy in, in kayfabe, could you at least put a piece of tape over his picture yeah. of your gimmick shirt? Like, Don't you hate it when you're uh, you're getting with your lady friend and then she rolls over and finds a picture of your ex-girlfriend on the bedside table? <laughs> <laughs> that's what Road Dog's done here. Poor x Park. There's a sign that just says, light that blunt up. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake. x like, high five. Like. <laughs> Starting things off here in this match, great quick tags and stuff. We've got Bubba Ray and x Park. All right, two of my favorite wrestlers. Hell of a combo, these guys. One of them who I always knew was my favorite wrestler, and one of them who is now, like, from doing this podcast, I realize is one of my favorite wrestlers, yeah. which is X-Pac. Unbelievable stuff. We're talking about the tables here at the start of the match in the early goings. King says to JR, I'd like to see someone put you through a table. And JR just goes, well, why would you say a thing like that? <laughs> and King just goes, because... I don't like you too much. <laughs> oh my it's, god, you're meant to be friends. Like, really not like. No. Cowboys and kings don't get on. <laughs> Didn't they teach you that in wrestling school? Cowboys and kings. Did, several, you shouldn't have been broken this business if you don't know that. <laughs> There's several moments where you just cut to Bubba just staring at Tori and he's licking his lips. Oh, he wants to table her hard. So hard. So the one thing with this is that at least Tori has like gotten one over on Bubba so many times in the lead up to this. Yeah. It's not like before where he's like, I'm gonna get that bitch. <laughs> it's more of a yeah, but it's still kind of weird to build a match around this this whole thing. Double groin butts by the Dudley Boys, and the crowd are eating it up. These guys are so over. Dudley Boys, obviously, at the beginning of their tenure in 2000, they were used as hired hands by the McMahon Hells Eugene, and they've really kind of rebelled against them. Yeah. So they really are solid fan favorites now. It's less of the kind of shades of grey, despite the want and need to put women through tables. Bubba Ray Dudley with some serious commentary going on, including before he punches X-Fuck going, Eat this! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love it. DX try to scramble away, but the Dudleys come back and get them. It's very strange. We have a basically a very standard tag match. like Pretty much. Around yeah. five or six minutes of like, you know, ref saying, hey, you can't come in, even though it's a table match. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's really weird having a table match and the tables aren't immediately brought out. They hold off on them for quite a while. Did you think like the, uh, Degeneration X forgot I think it's just a case of it's like the bit towards the end of this match. I don't know if this was laid out by like Xbox or something. Who's to say? It's just they're like, oh, let's just do a regular tag match, then we'll do the table stuff at the end. Yeah. But um, I suppose it's less like chance of getting hurt this way. Maybe. Maybe yeah. Bubba Day Dudley gets mesmerized by Tori and stares at her longingly as Jim Ross goes, "He's getting wood as we speak." Aww. Oh God! That's not what this is about. And right. now, due to the sexual attraction between Bubba and Tori, the blood is engorging his penis, <laughs> causing it to become erect. Uh, something known as getting wood, if you will. Well, that happened before a lot of you were born. <laughs> <laughs> right. Here's the thing: they keep saying wood with the Dudley boys and kind of like, literally, oh, they're gonna get wood in it, right? Just for shits and giggles, just replace the word wood with erection in any of these pay-per-views. 
Dudley's looking to get an erection in this one tonight. <laughs> Whoa, I think Bubba Ray's got an erection. <laughs> oh my God, Bubba Ray got an erection there. He got all of that erection. Yeah, that's not really on, is it? It's not really, no. no. I don't want to think of the Dudley boys having erections. Not when you're wrestling as well. Dangerous. Like, that's too dangerous a situation to be in. Keep in mind, this was a team where Jim Ross once said they're going to have some erection destruction in the match as well. <laughs> I just said... I'm just saying, right? People are always kind of going. When you go back and watch these, is there a lot of nostalgia and does it hold up or whatever? I'll be honest. When talking about the Dudleys, I didn't think we'd be talking about erections as much as we would be. But we have been a lot. That's definitely not held up. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, Bronco Buster by X Buck. The ref is all over all four men with the legal tags and the counts and all that stuff, which really kind of spoils a portion of this match. But we get a hot tag to Bubba, who screams "suck it" as he gives that sidewalk slam to X Buck. Yeah. The Bubba Bomb, a Samoan drop, and then just goes, Tables! <laughs> Pop of the night. Devon gets not one, but two, but three tables as he spins around and does his little crucifix taunt. Oh, I love the testify taunt. That's one of my favourite things. It's really brilliant, lads. It's just cool. There's no other way of explaining it. It's really, it's it's weird. The Dudley's always had that kind of biblical thing with the commandments and yeah. testify and all that. So I just, it really suits the characters. Road Dog manages to pump handle slam Devon right through a table outside, yeah. which was kind of out of the blue. A Bronco Buster table attempt is stopped, but then x goes for a hurricane round on Bubba Ray Dudley and gets a hellacious powerbomb. Oh. Holy shit. The whiplash. Bubba Ray obliterates the table into obligatory. <laughs> Road Dog and Bubba start going at it and the ref gets in their face and thankfully because he was annoying me the ref gets put through a table in a big ECW moment. They yeah. Just yeah. Toss him right through. But as the ref is out who comes out? He's fucking all over this show. It's only fucking Jerry Briscoe. He's back again. How What's many, he doing it? He's getting big checks tonight. He's bringing yeah. them the coffees or something. Like, well, why is he come out? He's going out Mr. Mac man. <laughs> Uh, Bubba Ray and Devon call for the 3D. They hit it through the table, but the referee is out. Yeah. But then it looks like they're going to put Tori through a table. Jerry Briscoe manages to save him. Fucking hell. Bubba's face, though, when he grabs Tori. Oh, God. He's ready to explode, isn't he? He looks like something from a horror movie. It's yeah. so scary. Jim Ross is just screaming, Bubba Ray Dudley is damn near demented. Jeez. He's the goody, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Buy his T-shirt. But, uh... As Jim Ross and uh, Jerry Lawler proclaim to be an equal rights opportunist and advocate of women everywhere, Jerry Briscoe stops Tory going through a table. If that's what it takes to be considered a women's rights activist <laughs> back in 2000, that's times certainly have changed. We get a top rope X-Factor through the table from X-Pac onto Bubba Ray Dudley. The referee sees it. DX win this in a screwy manner once again. Sneaky Boo. fucking bastards. Nice, but nice of bad guys, am I right? Yeah. You know, they didn't go whole hog with the table gimmick in this. No. And it wasn't as creepy as the TNA match. That's true enough. Mm. But I really enjoyed this nonetheless. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was fair, fun. Yeah. Fun match. Yeah. Funny, thinking back as a kid, I thought X-Pac and Road Dog was the inferior version of the tag team from DX. And good lord, it's so much They're better. much, much better. Yeah. What do you think of Road Dog in this one, Billy? I mean, like... I don't. Uh, I, he didn't really do that much mm. in this. You know, uh, a lot of stuff was uh, done by X Pac. <laughs> uh, I have no 
problems though with Rodan. There's nothing he did that I found objectionable. So I think we're finding these matches. He, get, he gets a, lot a pass more... from me on this one. I think we're getting, finding these matches a lot more enjoyable than the Outlaws ones. Yeah. Now. Oh, undoubtedly. They I actually just sink our teeth into them. Like... When they're against the Dudley Boys, like there's bigger standards in this yeah. match. So Road Dog style, like, he, he doesn't do anything anything really noticeable because mm. he's kind of outshone by the Dudley Boys a little bit. I think after the match, Jerry Briscoe starts doing the suck it taunt. Yeah. They're right. Oh man, that's one too many. He gets a three D through the table. I was expecting Crash to come out and pin Jerry, but uh, he's or just anybody. There. Yeah. Why did the like? One of the Dudleys could have done it. It's kind of weird. I guess this should have been for Patterson, but he just wasn't here tonight. So yeah, yeah. maybe no one wants the title because they've seen what a horrible lifestyle it brings you. I don't want. I don't want like the that. ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want that at all, mate. They should not have activated the hardcore title in an arena that was over the site of an Indian burial ground. <laughs> it's just not a good thing. Cut to a weird ass promo package where girls sing in a little creepy song. Sleep, I pray my soul is mine to keep my soul and never step outside this bed, never into all the evil, all the evil. Are you scared? Devil, you got a call, and I'm back with the beaver hats and Ben Davis slash 30 pack of straw, 30 pack of no road gain in the propane from all evil ring around the rosy diddly diddly diddly. and Jim Ross just goes what the hell is that <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of their song it just says a little bit of Kid Rock which is like fro like pocaine ain't got nip no rogaine propane and there is a little bong a little bong sound oh I think about a little wee like X-Pac in no, the corner no, no. <laughs> <laughs> propane propane time to start the game <laughs> propane propane that's an auspicious warning before our next match what does that mean will we get answers or will we the know? answers themselves become questions well we've been told that Judgment Day is here and the weeks of this pay-per-view we got Judgment Day is coming his Judgment Day is coming I like to think it was just the pay-per-view uh, direct TV guys just going hey you're watching Judgment Day here are some creepy girls. <laughs> I'll be up next. This is going to be a weird one to cover, even though um, you know we've covered long matches before, but usually they involved over 30 men. So yeah. uh, this is a one-hour time limit Iron Man match. The Rock, the WWF champion, defending against Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Finally, The Rock went to backlash. Again, The Rock, WWF champion. The Rock is on top of the world again. The game is over. This game is not over. It is just beginning. Rock, Judgment Day. You and me. Iron Man match. 60 minutes, Rock. Let's find out who the man is. Let The Rock officially answer your challenge. At Judgment Day, The Rock is officially just gonna kick your candy ass. Shawn Michaels has returned, but the question is one. At Judgment Day, you have a 60-minute Iron Man match for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. I ought to be the special referee at Judgment Day. That's certainly news to Vince McMahon. The last time The Rock, Triple H, HBK in the middle of the ring, HBK cost The Rock the WWF title.
So Shawn Michaels, The Rock says, you better call the match straight down the middle or The Rock will take his boot and shove it straight up your candy ass. Shawn, you and I have quite a pass together, my friend. If you do not call this match the way it should be called, I can guarantee you that you will have no future. Whose side is Shawn going to be on? The Rock, Triple H, 60 Just the <laughs> Triple H after losing the belt uh, backlash literally just came straight out and he's like Iron Man match we have to know who the man is yeah, yeah. and holy fuck the challenge is just kind of like I almost want to put it up there with when Foley challenged Triple H to hell in the cell because yeah. this is a real do you think you can handle this? This is it. Like, this is the ultimate test of who's the better guy. Definitely. You know, you got HBK coming back. Uh, that was built up in this promo package. He had pushed Vince around, but he also screwed Rock in the past. Uh, yeah. In a first ever episode of SmackDown, the That's premiere, right. he super kicked the Rock and cost him the title and it was never picked up on. But the Iron Man gimmick is one of the few gimmicks I think is really intact in WWE. I think we've mentioned before... Hell in the Cell is a bit of shit now. They've ruined them. They've ruined TLC. Cage matches. Yeah. Hell, even Inferno matches, they've killed the gimmick. But Iron Man match, by and large, they went to the well so few times with this. It kept really it quite is, sacred. It is really well, quite special, yeah. Is that because it's they're trying to keep it special or there's no one on the roster nowadays who can do an hour? There's been... I think there's a couple of things. One, I think that definitely does play into it. You're right, is that you could count on your hands normally. I mean, they do have guys now. Like, they have guys now, but... But the question is, would you want to see those guys... Like, does WWE want to see you see those guys wrestle for over an hour? Because yeah. this is, unquestionably, one of the hottest feuds, and this is the peak of the hottest feud in one of the hottest years. Much like with Sean and Brett, the other Iron Man match yeah. from before, that was a peak of a really hot feud. Yeah. You can't just... An hour is a long time. It is. A long fucking time. But, you know, they were playing up this whole thing, which is like... There was speculation both online, they did it in the promos as well, which is like, you know, The Rock's longest match ever and Triple H's longest match ever in WWE. And that's really the only real place the guys had been featured mm. was only 30 minutes. Yeah, remember the, the other match these guys had was the by, way back, fully loaded, Mr.com era. Original Attitude Era. Yeah, they had, um, they had the 30-minute match, which ended in a draw, yeah. which was the longest those two had ever done. So we're going 60 minutes here. Step it up a bit. Uh, the great thing with this, Rock has started saying, bring it. Which yeah, is he like, has. You know, That's funny. I really like that. Uh, the promos leading up to this as well, 
I mentioned before Triple H with Cactus Jack, you know, in Rumble and No Way Out. Check out some of the Raws before this one because the promos from both of these guys are fucking ecstatically good. Oh my god. I'm jazzed going into this one. Yeah, that package did an amazing job of getting me hyped up for this. Yeah. Because always in the Iron Man match, there's always that sort of like, oh, okay, this match is going to last an hour. Okay, I hope it's good kind of thing. But then this package just sort of like makes you go, no, you want to see this match. These guys hate each other and they're going to get their hands on each other for an hour now and you're going to love it. And they're not just putting over the feud, they're putting over the hour. Jim yeah. Ross refers to throughout it, the, you know, the, the hour. It's like, can they stand the hour? Physical pain plus emotional distress equals the hour. <laughs> that is what Jim Ross says at the start of this Jesus. one. Fucking hell. HBK comes out looking as he looks, smuggling bananas in his shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Triple H comes out with all the McMahons. He's it, looking very moist today. <laughs> he does he goes to his water gimmick, right? And he just opens his mouth and pours it on his forehead and <laughs> none of it goes in. I think announces Triple H as the WWF champion. Oh. Both of these men are the WWF champion. It's a champion versus champion match. Oh, God. This is, this is like one of the reasons why Howard was crying in Legends House. Oh. I once announced the match. The, the champion is the wrong person. <laughs> I bet Howard didn't get a check after this because he <laughs> fucked up. Like, sorry, Howard. <laughs> Triple H comes out with all the McMahons. He sends them to the back, though. That's yeah. very un-Triple H. He takes the high road. It's, there's a there's a serious kind of need, I think, to put Triple H over to it. I mean, he ha- yes, he can be the Ric Flair, gets by the skin of his teeth, but he's the guy who's retired Mick Foley, and he's, yeah. he's the top heel. And he, he does have that confidence in himself. Yeah. So he can't be there saying, I'm the game and I am the business, and then like have three people in his corner. And that also adds to the fact that this match is like the pure, no, you will find out who's better, Triple H or The Rock. They're going to yeah. take this match seriously. There's no fucking about, like, yeah. which is great. Great seeing The Rock coming out with the belt. Mm. I think, you know, this is the first time we've seen The Rock as a face with the championship. Yeah, in his yeah. entrance, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and The Rock, he really, barely had a lengthy, proper title run. I mean, yeah, just could bits argue, here and there, bits here and there. But there's no question, this man is so crazy over. And just to see, you know, Steve Austin is obviously recouping from his neck injury still. Just, it's nice to look at this moment to know, compared to Judgment Day the year before, how far The Rock has come and like being that top guy. A tremendously long way. You know, you don't need Steve Austin. You've got like, you've got the Rock he's doing just as well. So we get a little timer at the top of this one because keep track of the falls and how long it is. There's an actual scoreboard being used yeah. as well yeah. the arena, which I liked quite a bit. We start this thing off with a big old stare down. And again, this could have been WrestleMania 2000. Yeah. Again, yeah, could have been. Could have been. As soon as they lock up, there's this just like I, I kind of got goosebumps a little bit because there's that real big fight feel. Big fight feel, definitely. And I just as soon as they lock up, I was like, shit, this is happening. And it's not just a lock up. They're both like really pushing into each other. And like normally the lock up is like quite a slow, boring start to the match. But there's so much intensity and like you can see they're really struggling against each other. You do get the feeling like, okay, this, this is, is it. This is a big deal. Yeah. This is great because I mean, uh, unlike most Iron Man matches or any ones they've tried to do modern times. There are no rest periods in this, so these guys really have to pace themselves because, yeah. all right, first of all, the fucking size of them. They're yeah. two very muscular dudes. To last the full hour without getting completely blown, mm. it takes something special, but they really, really like, they trickle out the moves and the spots in this one really great. Early on, the story is basically that The Rock just keeps getting the better at Triple H. Yeah. You kind of get that at the immediate straight up. 
Triple H can't touch the rock in terms of grappling and striking. The rock keeps getting, you know, right hands on Triple H. And he gets really frustrated, you know, keeps leaving the ring and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And he gets really pissed off that Sean keeps on counting while he's out trying to catch his Doing breath. Doing his job. HBK seems neutral for most of this match, but they do play up kind of with Triple H expecting him to be yeah. nicer to him yeah. than he is. We get a sign which really made Adam and I laugh. Um, it was just a guy running across the hard camera with a sign which said cum dog fucking hell but cum had two m's what? I have no idea what's cum fucking... dog cum dog it was maybe after that he's come back to Valvina smiling and nodding like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was actually walking around going cum dogs get your cum dogs oh. here. Jesus <laughs> oh. let that sink in we got cum dogs and ice jizz two for an hour the thing that they do with the announcers I really like is they're referencing Brett and Sean's Iron Man match yeah. a lot. Mm. Which considering you've got, you know, Brett in another company, it's pretty cool that they do that, you know. They also are analysing the holes a lot. You know what? I've got to say, this is the best match I've ever seen for King on commentary. Yeah. He takes a balanced approach throughout the whole thing. He doesn't do the whole sort of like, ah, stay down, rock, or anything like that. He discusses strategies he talks about the match because he's been in hour long matches yeah. before and they make reference to that and they talk like, about it and it's like not only they're putting the guys over but they're putting over what a grueling test of endurance this is and King does a great job of yeah. going along with that King like he says things it's like the strategy has to be you have to do moves early on that don't exert a lot of energy for you so you can like you know save, save up yourself. and then he's like oh the headlock there it's great because he gets the leverage because the rock is slightly taller it's like oh my it's god it's amazing I didn't know King could be this good and it's great you think Jim Ross would be the guy doing it but both of them yeah yeah. I suppose it's because they have the full hour they can't just go oh well Vince McMahon certainly didn't look happy early. You know, they, they can't argue yeah. for an hour they've got to like tell the story and they do a fucking great job here at around 10 minutes in, The Rock gets out of nowhere. The first really big move of the match, he hits The Rock bottom. Mm. One, two, three. I like that That The Rock is kind of like, you know, if the two of us were facing off 10 minutes, no screwing around. The Rock, they do kind of make that statement that, yeah. The Rock could be in first. The Rock, the Rock probably does have the edge on Triple H. Yeah. It's sense. out of nowhere as well, The Rock bottom. It's so it good. fucking awesome. The crowd are really like buzzing the whole time for this one, which is really it's good. really strange as well for an hour. There's no real dips in the no. audience well, because there's no rest periods yeah that's completely on there's, board for there's nothing worse than when like if you watch a fucking Iron Man match like say John Cena and Randy Orton yeah. and like Randy Orton is pressing buttons to make fucking explosions and slime fall on John Cena <laughs> and an animatronic dinosaur that Big Show is right <laughs> like, you'll never defeat me and then like they're like okay he pinned him now let's everyone wait two minutes so they can catch their breath yeah this is just sitting there with their hands in the Randy can have a little fag break <laughs> <laughs> he can go shit in a bag <laughs> in and out brother they head up the ramp to start brawling we see a man in the front row with a Francine 469 shirt Fuck Francine me. being a valet in ECW and right. by the looks of it he made the shirt himself yeah. <laughs> Rock works over Triple H's leg hits in the figure four and this really reminded me of like I've watched some of the old Flair and Steamboat matches where like you work over the, the body part for ages then finally put him in the figure yeah. four. And to be in they're in there for like fucking three or four minutes. Triple H tries to turn him over and then he doesn't and they're like, Oh, he's exerted all that energy trying to, you know, make him tap out or trying to flip him over. He's he's done for now. And Triple H is selling is so good here. Yeah. He's like lying on his back properly going like Ah He's screaming in pain. Yeah, he he's willing to make the rock look fucking amazing. It's it? funny thing, like so few wrestlers 
would be willing to like you know heal yeah. Esther's in Triple H's position to scream to and, scream yeah. in agony. Well, like. People always rag on Triple H as well for you know not giving guys what they kind of deserve in a match, but but you never hear. No, he's a mean, triple, triple H, like, he really helps to put The Rock over more. I think, yeah, what really should always bears worth mentioning when it's kind of like, people online seem to write Triple H for X, Y, and Z. You know, I don't think anyone had problems with Triple H like that mm. during this period. I yeah. think one of the reasons why we have such a rosy opinion of Triple H is because we're seeing him here. Before there is, you know, before you could imply politics and you could imply, yeah, and yeah. all that kind of, you know, there's no, no one's married to anyone just yet, yeah. like, and you can't make those accusations just yet. And it's not just Triple H. I mean, it's it's one of these perfect pairings that Triple H made The Rock seem like a main event star, and The Rock made Triple H seem like a main event yeah. star. They go really hand in hand together. Triple H finally reverses this, and you know, both guys crawl to the outside, brawl in the crowd for a little bit. Triple H starts taking control with multiple pins, like digging his elbows and stuff in. King with the creepiest call of the night says, Put that knee straight in his heart! Jerry the Witch Lawler, like. Michaels untucked his shirt at one point. Now he's got ref dress. Oh, bless him. He looks fucking ridiculous. He's wearing his nighty. He looks so stupid. (laughs) He looks like he should have a little candle. We get some a few rest holes in this spot, um, but they use them wisely. They don't yeah. just go for the regular, like, you know, he's got them tied up, you know, Triple yeah. H is doing stuff, they're fighting out. And the commentators do, like, a William Regal job of it, and, you know, sort of say how, how the uh, the hold is applying pressure here, and he's losing consciousness. Yeah. And yeah. They make it more interesting for the people watching at home. Rock goes for the figure four again, but gets countered. Triple H hits the pedigree, evens it up one-to-one, but then almost immediately thereafter, Triple H gets an inside cradle and brings it up to two-to-one. Yeah, yeah. So quick, such quick succession getting it. Uh, made me laugh, though, immediately when uh, JR just goes, The Rock's eyes have glazed over, and all I could think was, so have Sean's. <laughs> <laughs> Bless. Rock is completely fact here, though, now. He's like, he's taking the big move. He's, he's down two. It's you know, a noticeable change in the match now. Yeah, definitely. The guys brought up to the stage. We get a suplex on the ramp to the rock. Notice at this point, stage here is fucking shit compared to Backlash. Like, yeah. yeah, such a letdown by comparison. It's the, the super, it's, uh, calling that a super structure is nah. It's a few bits of metal on a big screen. That's it. Yeah, it's a bit a bit lackluster. Triple H then gets a back suplex as well, and both guys oh. are just kind of staggering yeah. around. They're punch drunk as we approach. The 30-minute mark, and as soon as I hit the 30-minute and one-second mark, Jerry goes, this is the longest The Rock has ever been in a WWF ring. I'm like, ah, that's fucking brilliant. And again, that's King giving us a fact It's really like great, yeah. yeah. It's like a bump when they're heading back into the ring, and the cameraman decides to show Shawn Michaels shaking his booty. Yeah, doing a little funky dance. In his little... Yeah, it's really address. quick as well. So it's like a split second of Sean doing a dance. In the vision mixer obviously put his elbow on the wrong button or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Both guys come into the ring and it's quite apparent for any of my uh, Smackdown vs. Raw 2011 fans out there that the stamina meters are depleted. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that reference. Oh my God, Triple H hits the pile driver. Oh, Out devastating. So 3-1 to Triple H. The Rock only has to even up you know, the scores to keep the belt. Yeah. But Triple H has got two in the bag now. The Rock jerks Triple H off the top rope. <laughs> and then The Rock starts hammering away. His right hands in this. Rock's right hands and Triple H's selling are just the most beautiful combination ever. It looks so fucking great. And it's great as well when you've got the soundtrack of Jim Ross as well with this. The Rock is letting freedom reign with those big right hands. Jesus. That's fucking poetry, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Glag A sleeper hole by Triple H and a massive spit comes out when he does it. Oh, yeah. God. JR calls it a figure four leg lock. <laughs> Uh, he's the most gassed out of everyone in the match, I think. Yeah, definitely. Triple H starts using the ropes, get his vicious headlock in. We get the whole HBK. Use the ropes. fucking ropes. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> HBK actually kicks Triple H when he catches him using the ropes. Yeah. And they have that kind of a face-to-face. The Rock hits a belly-to-belly but cannot capitalise. So, uh, And then the Rock is like just kind of desperately trying to hit a big enough move to get a three count. But he just can't seem to do it. Jim Ross says that he's working with what brought him to this dance. The right hand. <laughs> Jim Ross, please release a short hardcover edition of your poetry entitled Right Hands. I tell you what, though, even like at this point where The Rock is two points down, Jerry starts going, um, every precious second that ticks down on that clock is working against The Rock and like really putting over his plight. And yeah. God, the commentary is so fucking great yeah. in this match. And Jerry Lawler is perfectly capable. He is. Just why does he not choose he to do this? He just chooses not to. It, uh, most time, and that's, I think that's where a lot of the... You know, I think that's where a lot of the disgruntlement with Jerry comes, particularly with like the last few years. It's not that you're like, he is objectively crap. Some people take that opinion, but mm. you get the sense a lot of the time that you know he can do better. He's just not trying. And this here is some fucking A1 commentary. Seriously. Definitely. He's outshining JR to an extent. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Rock hits a sweet DDT and brings it up 3-2 to two in Triple H's favour. They head outside the ring for a little bit. Then Triple H grabs a chair and DQs himself, evening the score to 3-3. Three to three. Yeah. But almost immediately thereafter, Triple H gets a sneaky pin on the rock. The whole idea being he's willing to take the DQ so he can inflict more punishment. Exactly. That is a brilliant strategy. And it's nice because, you know, they had the only other kind of the big Iron Man match that everyone talks about is Sean and Brett, which mm. famously went to a draw. So it's nice here. This is like such un- untouched, fertile ground for, yeah. for yeah. finishes, creative control. Doing stuff like this, evening up the scores, changing it around. Yeah. Creative. Definitely. It's good as well that they're, they're using every possible way to get a point. It's not, just, yeah. it's not just pins. Yeah, so exactly. That's what, that's what I was worried about. Is this, we're just going to see, you know, 10 or so pins. Yeah. And it's just going to be a bit, you know, static. Rock is busted open. Wide badly. open. Really yeah. badly. He's dripping blood big time. It's like, wow, at this, like, you're kind of 45 minutes into the match at this point, mm. and now you're going to start bleeding? It's like, yeah. fucking hell, man. Yeah. That's, that's pretty hardcore. You kill yourself. Another Glag A sweeper hole by Triple H. And Jim Ross is just putting over saying, he's squeezing the blood out of his head for God's sake. Jesus. And we've got this vicious sleeper locked in. Triple H has got a great fucking sleeper He home. does. Yeah. And he's there squeezing the rock looks like drunk because he's just like, and then, like <laughs> all the blood is flowing out of him. He's passing out here. And the camera elects to have this camera angle go through the archway of HBK's legs, which means when Triple H is like wrenches, Shawn Michaels is his testicles just pop into view. <laughs> yeah, you, you, it's like whoop. It's a harsh <laughs> outline, isn't it? Yeah, it's like kind you can of, see the bounce. It's like Duck Hunt, yeah. just kind of like, well, there it is, bang! And it snips <laughs> in there. Not necessarily what I want to see when I'm like 45 minutes into such an intense match. Uh-uh. The Rock is just like completely gassed though. He's done. He passes out. The hand goes down three times. So Triple H is now on five. The Rock is on three. Triple H is forced to break the hole to the uh, fall though by HBK. They get each other's face. It's like, uh-oh, there might be some explosions here. Then The Rock makes his comeback. Triple H gets thrown out of the ring and he, he fucking leathers the cameraman. He, he launches himself. It's like they've got a little trampoline. He goes flying. The fucking camera like falls down a mountain. It's like, <laughs> seriously, it's crazy. 
Triple H eats a massive superplex and they're kind of like, this is a desperation move by The Rock and he still kicks out. And like, yeah. So The Rock is kind of, it feels like like he's hitting with his best shot and he's got nothing left and he's two behind as well. And it's like, time is ticking down. So the pressure is really mounting up on this one. Triple H preps a table outside. Looks like he's going to hit The Rock with a rock bottom. But The Rock does a fucking pedigree. Yeah, and like all pedigrees onto tables, the table doesn't break. But like, if it broke, you would have killed him. Yeah. I suppose. That fall, face first with your arms behind your back? It would be face first. His knees would hit the ground first. I suppose. The rocks but would. Pedigree is a safe move, you know. Well, it's, it, it's, 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 it's on the hard end of, of moves, I would say. Mm. But it was still looks sick, though, I it thought. It was disgusting. He's kind of like, he bounces <laughs> off and Triple H comes up and he's covered in blood. Yeah. And Triple H can't answer the 10 count. So Triple yeah. H gets counted out. You know that Triple H is going to lose by count out. And you know that we're yeah. taking towards the end of the match because Shawn Michaels is literally there going, one, two, three. It's the fastest 10 count you've ever seen in wrestling. It's, it's a bit strange, though, because a moment before that, HBK goes to King and JR and says that there's not going to be any count outs. That was because it was going to be a double count out. Yeah, I think point, it was I when think. they were both out, he uses discretion when they brought right. the crowd when it's one on the outside it's different yeah HBK plays by his own rules Billy you yeah. ought to know that <laughs> Triple H is like he almost misses a second count as well yeah. so it takes him to the count of 19 to get to back get in the in. ring and he's covered in blood he's dead The Rock is dead and the McMahons appear with three minutes to go for Ooh. fuck's sake <laughs> Triple H is barely making himself to his feet. The McMahons try to interfere and The Rock just starts clearing house. Hits the people's elbow. Yeah. It's with a few minutes left. It's five to five. So if the counter goes down, Triple H will lose and The Rock will retain because he's evened it up. Shane and Vince start brawling with Shawn Michaels. So Michaels is taken out. And then the whole fucking regime comes out. Yeah. Road Dog, Xbox, Shane, Vince. They counter The Rock with a chair. And it's like, whoa injustice so much for the whole like we're gonna settle who the best wrestler is yeah. here tonight and... and that's why it's like because you're 57 minutes in yeah and an hour is a long time when this happened I was fucking incensed I'm like rigged <laughs> we were having a great match up until now until you came and ruined it yeah. like and who comes? Billy did not know who the big return was at this pay-per-view. Do you know what your reaction was when we watched this earlier, Billy? I, I was incensed. You just, I, I don't know. Literally, you just went, for fuck's sake.
What's happened? Uh, I think Shawn Michaels are trying to tell The Undertaker not to, not to choke slam the game. Not only did The Undertaker choke slam the game, he gave him a power driver. What is the decision here? Wait a minute, did you, can you hear? Ladies and gentlemen, as a result of a disqualification due to outside interference, the winner of the fall, Triple H, therefore, the winner of the match and new World Wrestling Federation champion, Triple H. Oh man, that's a, that's a heartbreak. Guess who's back? He's come all the way from the desert on a snakeskin bike. <laughs> it's The Undertaker. <sighs> American badass. I am American badass. badass. Smoke Ooh. weed yeah. every day. <laughs> I wonder if badasses do more jokes. <laughs> he's here because he's a badass. Yes. And as we all know, badasses are always, always kicking, kicking assholes ass. Simple. Okay. To, this is like, much like Backlash last month. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the cool stuff or the silly stuff? The cool stuff, because I'm not even sure what the cool stuff is. Yeah, there's no this. cool stuff in this. Are you sure? Well, okay. Well, no, 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 well yeah. Let's, let's, say, let's be honest. Undertaker comes in in Clay's house. And the killed. pop. Yeah. Which I've just played for here, obviously. That is nuclear. The crowd, yeah. who have been hot all night, explode when Taker comes out. That's cool. And the Undertaker comes out and he is unstoppable. No one can stop him. Choke like, Sam's everyone comes up to him. Choke Sam's Triple H, Tombstones. Throwing guys all over the place. Stephanie comes up to try and get in his face. Taker goes to slam her as well. But that's when Triple H obviously comes in. And he also gets uh, Vince McMahon who kind of walks her in the ring kind of going, Ah, oh, no! Like a wind-up <laughs> yeah. doll and gets bonked. So that is cool. Yeah. That's badass. That's very badass. Come back to a big triumphant roar and he kills everyone. What is not badass, first and foremost, this leads to HBK who awakes consciousness and even though the time has expired he declares because he tells the Undertaker not to do it he declares it a DQ in favour of Triple H the screwiest of finishes the stupidest of screwiest Triple H wins the WWF Championship and one thing if he retained it is the fact that he won it in this manner using a screwy kind of thing. and my biggest gripe with this as well is it makes the Undertaker look like an idiot like the Undertaker has just screwed the rock and given the guy that he hates the belt that makes Undertaker look stupid, not him coming out to children's scene on a fucking motorbike. <laughs> no. You fucking kidding me? I thought the Undertaker was lame before. Not doing much better here for uh, me. Okay, yeah. right. This is where nostalgia is going to come into play, I think. Right. Jeans aren't that cool. I mean, <laughs> right. The, there was a spike in bandana and leather coat sales back in 2000. Right, 2000, we were very different people. I didn't have a beard. I bought the Limp Bizkit CD, yeah? <laughs> it was cool then, it is not now. It is not cool at all. It now. is not cool. It's it not I... cool to have a man come out with chewing tobacco going, let me tell you something about these dogs running out of my yard. <laughs> old Booger Ray going to come out here on the ranch. He's like, what are you going to fucking come out on a horse? Long John? He's ridiculous. Yeah, it's aged terribly. The Hideously. That being said, Taker, he's healed up nicely and is a lot more mobile I think a lot healthier You, I, I'll let it speak for itself but the match is going forward with Taker and because his character hasn't, isn't shrouded in the 
Dark Cloud of the Fantastique, spelled yeah. with a PH. It means that he's regular now, which means he can have more believable matches, open up the storylines a little bit. You don't have to go to the screwiness, and is also as well, he's not going through a ruddy divorce anymore. So he's a much better taker all round, even though it's a lame gimmick. And the thing is, yeah, even though this is a. It's going to be a gimmick that we're not going to enjoy at any point, I don't think, because <laughs> it has aged badly. And this is a very bad start for this new gimmick. You will get some good stuff out of this, Billy. There's, there's quite a few matches with the American Badass. You boys come out here and run your mouth. Now, I'm cool with that, but let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> Fort Hood, let me hear it one time. It just doesn't bode well with me, though. Just if my initial reaction, I'm using that as that's probably going to stay. Right, on the scale of coolness, the Fonzie scale, right? All right, the Fonzie scale. What's the coolest thing we've seen out here so far? Austin and the Eliminator. All right, yeah. Right. Say we we'll say on this on the cool spectrum with ten being the coolest, aka Austin on the Eliminator driving over limos. Yeah, yeah. Or mankind picking up the rock sunglasses for him in that one promo. Where yeah. Died, <laughs> you know, and one being like I don't know Tiger Alley seeing promo. You know, yeah. in, in England, where would you rank American Badass Undertaker? And also, where would you rank? Lord of Darkness, Prince of Goat, Satan, Undertaker. Which is worse. Which is less, because they're both uncool, but I think one might be less cool than the other. I think American Badass is worse. Oh! Worse than Buffy the Vampire Slayer um, Taker. Why? Well, well you've, I suppose... Yeah, you've only seen this once. This is, a, well, I mean, this is a gut reaction, yeah. yeah, I would say. Yeah. I think it was a case of Taker could not continue to do that in the year 2000 not at all no. it was two 80s is there any explanation at all how he got a to b went from being evil dead man to regular dead man yeah there is a fan theory about this oh fucking hell do you want to know it yeah go on. i think it's pretty cool it's kind of cool it makes some did he get bitten by a radioactive bandana <laughs> for fuck's sake <laughs> They got bitten by fucking Kid Rock, lad. <laughs> the fan theory on this one, I've read this a few times in a few places, I think it's pretty cool, which is The Undertaker is like inhabited by some class of demon or spirit. Right. <laughs> right. So, now carry on. I'm just going to sit over here while you do gonna, this. So, he's possessed by Bob from Twin Peaks. Basically, oh. right? He is, he is evil. And when he became like crazy super, you know, when he got buried alive and he came back, he was way more evil. The yeah. idea that he passed over and became more evil, had le- like more, less control over himself. Whatever happened in the intervening months when he went away on his motorbike on his peyote vision quest, he is now just like Mark Calloway, who's still a badass dude who uses the name Undertaker, likes bikes, does all that cool stuff, is kind of satanic, but is his own man. In 2004, when he got buried by Kane again, and then when he came back, it was like, because he was buried, he came back with the, the, the demon again, so to speak. That is the loosest sense of the fucking term. Yeah, that didn't happen either. Yeah. So that's, that's, not, yeah. that's not what happened. That is what people, yeah, some people claim to. Happened, it, what happened was, Billy, uh, the, the gimmick, the old gimmick was old and outdated, so he got a new one. Fucking uh, kayfabe! <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he didn't turn into a draw. I was going to ask you, I was going to book you down in Florida with Kevin Sullivan and you're not coming anymore because of that. <laughs> so there you go, Judgment Day 2000. It is in the books. I thought that was a fantastic pay-per-view. Incredible. Yeah, amazing. And I was saying to you guys, after this one, 
We've had kick-ass pay-per-views in the run of the Attitude Era. When was the last time we had two kick-ass shows in a row? Yeah. I don't think we have had it. Not I don't think we've ever had it. Two, like, out of the park. This pay-per-view was only six matches, and it was three hours long, and around two hours of it was solid, non-stop, amazing wrestling action. Fucking great. This was one of the best pay-per-views I think we've done. So yeah. far. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely brilliant. And this is just, like, kind of... You know, personified. You get the humor with Jerry Briscoe and stuff like that. You just get the amazing wrestling on offer, and you get an amazing story told in that one-hour Iron Man match, which you might necessarily have thought these guys were capable exactly, of doing. Exactly. Yeah. And they fucking pulled it off, and it was brilliant. Nice to see Taker back as well. I suppose, for better or for worse, it's another star, and he gets to work now with some of the new guys who come in. The idea now of Undertaker maybe working with the likes of Benoit or the likes of Kurt Angle is kind of interesting, and it puts a new spin on things as well. At least, it's certainly the change is always good if it's going to freshen a guy up. I'll, for sure, I will say that much about the Undertaker. I'm pretty glad he's not here to cut any more Captain Beefheart promos on yeah. I'll take fucking my yard over my adventure in the desert with the big show any day of the week. Thanks very much. Uh, all I have to do is Latch of the Night MVP, Adam. Right. Well, I'm going to start off by saying that for definite acknowledgement, the Iron Man match is the best match on the pay-per-view. Okay. In my mind, without a doubt, that is objectively the best match. But I've seen that match. That's probably my fifth time watching the Iron Man match now. I've seen that one quite a lot because he's have on tape. I didn't ever realise before though that the six-man tag at the start of the pay-per-view was so fucking good. Two corners said Christian and Kurt Angle. That's my match of the night just because it was such a surprise. Mm. It was the first time that I actually saw two corners not just being an entertaining tag team but a sort of like, oh holy shit, these guys can wrestle. This yeah. is an actual tag team. Kind I of. think we mentioned before we are kind of going on about how great Scotty was. Yeah. You know, not to say that the other guys are, are slouches. I think they really proved in that match that all three of them can. Yeah. Can yeah. Know, we yeah. Even, even sure. sex say, and oh, I yeah. never thought yeah. I'd ever say exactly. that. Exactly, that's yeah. my point, exactly. They've come a long way from too much. Fuck me. Undoubtedly. And MVP, this... Uh, you guys might be annoyed at me for this, but... Yeah. Everyone on the card did a great job tonight, but I think, generally speaking, everyone did things that I knew they were capable of. I mean, there was some people that surprised me. I was like, holy shit, great job there. But nothing really blew me away quite as much as the fact that King actually fucking commentated in the main event. I don't want you to think that I'm making too big a deal out of this, no. but I, I genuinely... That was one of my favourite things about the main event, was that we had an hour of solid wrestling commentary where these guys did some great storytelling and made you really feel things about the match. Yeah, it kind of makes you slightly more annoyed that King opts not to do that. Exactly, that's why it's so frustrating, but... That being said, I can't help it. I think this is, even if this is the only time we ever see that level of commentary from King, I've got to give him my MVP. Fucking A, Jerry the King Lawler. That was such a great bit of commentary. Put me up on the board. <laughs> you don't have to worry about sounding like an idiot because Jerry is also my MVP. Oh, oh shit. Okay, wow. Yeah. Because well. we already know what to expect from everybody else. We That's, know, at this we, point, we know what to expect, the caliber yeah. of what we've got. But yeah, Jerry is also my MVP. Uh, match of the night for me I think has to go to the Iron Man match mm. purely because it's the first time I've ever seen it mm. yeah. and absolutely astonishing match all the matches were great again special mention to the opener great match great every match I don't think there was no there was matches. not there wasn't like it kind of, there wasn't even a alright well we kind of get this one out of the way yeah. you know there was everything was just deserved to be on this show brilliant yeah. stuff brilliant stuff Kevin match of the night I think I, you know, as I said, I think all these matches were absolutely stellar and outstanding. And for living up to my expectations and making me want to see more, even more of them again, 
I'm going to go with Jericho and Benoit. Yeah. The submission, I thought that match was fucking incredible. Uh, it really felt like... It was just... Uh, it might be different from the previous month's match. Mm-hmm. They played into the gimmick really well. Not many guys are going to be doing a submission match. Yeah. But uh, also got to make special mention for that main event as well. Because in terms of an hour... We said it before, an hour is a long time. And I'll admit, I not have the greatest attention span in the world, particularly when it pertains to professional wrestling. Mm. And I find myself getting fidgety a lot of the time. I did not fidget during this. Yeah. I sat down and I enjoyed that greatly. So definitely honorable mention there. MVP, and this might be a slightly a bit controversial, but I'm going to give it to The Undertaker in terms of coming back, making an impact, changing yourself, for better or for worse, I think regardless of the gimmick proving itself to have aged terribly there is no question in my mind that every single person no one talked about how screwy this finish was the next day at school right everyone talked about the undertaker Undertaker. undertaker's on a bike now what undertaker came out to kid rock what he had a big long trench coat he's a bike is oh what he did in terms of uh coming back and reinventing oneself i don't think there's been a more successful re-debut especially when it's such a stark change like yeah that. he really just came back and it wasn't like he came back because like how remember jericho he came back and it was like he tried to do the old thing it didn't work then he became serious jericho in a suit yeah. but that took a bit of time he didn't take the risk straight yeah. away i like the forethought of undertaker knowing if i come back it's not gonna up. work it yeah, does make you change. feel sorry for doa though <laughs> they could never pull that off look at him Jim Ross <laughs> he is a biker I only have to program one because there's only one of them <laughs> but um, no I just to say I thought that he made a really cool impact it's nice to see him back and he looked fucking stellar as well mm. that little flurry moments like that is what makes the attitude era when yeah. you've got uh, 20,000 people in the arena going apeshit throwing their hands in the air what, what I'd like to say as well about MVP and match tonight for the past couple of pay-per-views for the first time we've been able to say and special mention to yeah yeah, that's, that's true because in, in 1998 and the, sort of the first half of 1999 it's been the, this obvious. has been this has been the match or this has been, been the case guy. fuck there's slim pickings like, yeah, yeah like there's been some matches where we've just got it was like one of our first ones we just fuck it D'Lo Brown yeah he, at least he was trying yeah, yeah. and I, it's amazing now but we can say nearly everybody on an entire card is you know this person has a solid reason for why they should get it. Mm. And it's it's really refreshing. You can say any one of these matches on the cards tonight was your match of the night and I wouldn't argue with you. Definitely, yeah. 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 And you know, it says a lot for you know for a company when the biggest problem you have is that you can't get everyone on your show because everyone is too fucking yeah. good and yeah. too over. Like, you know, D'Lo, Al, all these guys who are really over and not here tonight. Can't be around anymore. Fuck it, it's crazy. So let's go do it for this episode of the Editor Podcast. Thank you very much for listening in on SoundCloud, iTunes, or on Stitcher. As always, make sure you subscribe to iTunes. Make sure you get all our episodes directly. Leave a little rating or review those of you who've done so already thank you so much it helps us appear in the trending podcast on itunes get some more eyes on the prize thanks everyone as well who recommends a podcast to a friend via mouth via twitter whatever it is you do thank you for spreading the word the outshare podcast we appreciate it greatly and as always make sure you stay up to date follow us on twitter at ae podcast live tweeting raw smackdown pay-per-views and all that good stuff Get in touch with us there. Also, head over to facebook.com forward slash Attitude Era Podcast. Get yourself in there. Check out caption contests. If you've got fan art, submit some stuff there. We have all our amazing stuff from people that have contributed. It's a lovely place and a nice little community you've got going over yeah, there. Very yeah, nice thanks very much for everyone who helps make that a pretty awesome place. Anytime I check the notifications there, it always uh, 
It's always a joyful thing. Also, go on over to youtube.com forward slash AE podcast and you can find that we've put together some little video clips of some of our favourite clips from previous episodes. You can find things like the first time the brood ever spoke on microphone, put to the actual video. It <laughs> 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 went forbidden by, well, what do you want? We got to try to upload on Instablot. It went forbidden by the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Also, go to Vine and look for AE Podcast. It's linked to our Twitter account. You can find some little six-second goofs and spoofs by your song. And we don't want to put any, like, rank any of our social media things, but honestly, the Vine is the thing we have most fun with. Yeah, <laughs> it's good laugh. And you know what you should bloody go well and do if you like stuff and things? Just check out botchamania.com. Bam. Whoa. <laughs> he laid that out. Yeah, you laid that out all right. <laughs> sick <laughs> I do not see stuff and things through any veil nor do I see <laughs> to quote to Keeble no more also guys check out comicspots.com new issues up there as well we're involved in that always happy to be involved in that do check out the subscription service they now have you get access to all the previous issues if you subscribe and if you want to contribute to the podcast give back monetarily and give back a few quid and literally just that selfie.com forward slash AE podcast check out our audio commentaries on wrestling movies available now for three pounds or five dollars to download directly play them alongside your favorite wrestling movies and have a really good time with us check out squaredcircle.biz or podcast t-shirts up there be a proud member of the glad gay community by wearing our fantastic t-shirt made by the guys over at squaredcircle.biz 16 pounds or 22 dollars includes shipping to mainland uk and us Check it out, people! Fuck it out. <laughs> and that's going to do it for me, Kevin. Me, Adam. And me, Billy. And we'll catch you next time in the Editorial Podcast as we review King of the Ring 2000, 2000. The Indie Hero! <laughs>